0: Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign K-I-6-N-A-Z. And
1: I'm Leia K-N-6-N-W-Z.
0: And I just got back from Huntsville Ham Fest. But let's talk about Ham Radio and some other things too. Oh, that was a good little pop noise you had there in the opening. I hope that got picked up. That's a nice little ad for the pop. <laughs> How you doing, Leia? Another week?
1: Not just any week.
0: Looking at you, looking at me in the podcast studio.
1: It's back to school week. It is back
0: to school week. Yes. The, the the COVID the week of the COVID.
1: We had quite an exciting first day of school. Oh
0: my god. Are you gonna talk about that? I'm going to talk about it. I everybody I told this story to, which is really just my mom and dad, laughed hysterically at this story.
1: Oh, was it funny for it, them? It's it's was both it so sad funny for it's them? both
0: sad but hilarious. So Was
1: it great for everyone else? Well, everybody's going to laugh
0: really (laughs) hard right now, so buckle up, everybody.
1: Okay, so I took Edison to school. Edison and Ben, they both are at the same school now. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you need to mention anything about me before you tell this story?
1: Yes, so as as everybody who regularly listens to the podcast knows, I am making Josh quarantine post-HamFest. And he then has to take a series of COVID to do tests. A series a of
0: physical challenges.
1: <laughs> a couple of COVID tests. Yeah. Well, then, I,
0: I would do that anyway because I do work in an office space. I think that's sure. just responsible personally.
1: Okay. So on the first day of school, for some reason, the two kids had different pickup times.
0: One is in kindergarten the other in first grade.
1: Right. But they are both early release. <laughs>
0: Correct. But not...
1: Not at the as same early,
0: time. <laughs> but one, not as early as the, which,
1: other. which I don't know why I, I didn't pick up on that. It wasn't in my calendar properly. I end up picking Edison up late on his first day ever of kindergarten. He still hasn't forgiven me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every morning he goes, mommy, dude, do, don't forget to pick me up. I was like, dude, I didn't forget to pick you up. <laughs> Anyways.
0: I, I even got a call from the, the school. Like, yeah. I got a call from Norwalk and it was a number I didn't realize or mm-hmm. didn't know. Yeah. And I was on the phone with somebody with some ham radio stuff and I got a voicemail. And so normally when I get a voicemail, I'm like, oh, that's actually somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to it and it was like, uh, Leah, we have your son at school. And then it just cut <laughs> off. Like there was no extra message. So I think they realized they might but have had my yeah, number Yeah, they called yours. the dad instead of <laughs> and the And they know dad's <laughs> not going to do anything. Yeah. Come on.
1: So of course he ends up having to wait in the office for me to get there.
0: But wait, there's more.
1: And he gets so upset. Mm-hmm. Right? He wants to go home. Mm-hmm. He he actually starts insisting he can walk home,
0: which he probably could.
1: Right? Because knowing Edison, it's it's actually not far.
0: No. Yeah. And right? He knows exactly where the house is. So,
1: <laughs> and he walks it. We we've been practicing every day for right. a week anyway. Right. 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 Going to and from. Right. So he he knows the way. Right. Right. And I think maybe he thought that I was doing that so that he could walk home. That's oh, not why. Right. I was just trying to get them up at the right time mm-hmm. in the morning mm-hmm. so the transition on Monday wouldn't be terrible. Right. He then proceeds to tell the office staff that his dad has COVID and is going to die in two days because he misinterpreted a conversation he eavesdropped on. Between you okay? and okay. About how he needs to, uh, his dad needs to quarantine and he needs to start taking a couple of tests. That's how it worked out in his his little kindergartner mind. That I was
0: dying in two days. Yes.
1: So then he has to go to the counselor. Now
0: he's... (laughs) Now he has elevated the the situation significantly.
1: He's in the counselor's office. So when I get there, I can't even pick him up because he's in the middle of talking to the counselor.
0: He's in the middle of talking to somebody who has their finger over the CPS button.
1: (laughs) It was terrible. And what makes things even worse is... I have been fighting that office for mm-hmm. COVID safety yeah. for a week. I know. Okay? Yeah, 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 it's the school, that the mom. district. I know. Oh my god, I had to send so many gift cards. It I was, just.
0: I mean, I. It's the Schadenfreude of it. Like I feel bad, of course. Like you know. that's horrible. No, it is. I feel really bad. I do. And everybody <laughs> I told when I told this to my mom and my dad, they're like, "Oh my god, that's horrible." How's Edison? Oh well, let me tell you about Edison. Edison told the office staff that um, he's really upset because his dad has COVID and he's going to die in two days. And you could hear my mom and dad go, ah, what? <laughs> and, it, and it's because they know Edison and the crazy stuff he comes up with that they're like, man, that kid, how did he come up with that? <laughs> it's so so ridiculous. Oh, it is so ridiculous. Painful. Yeah. Well, so that was the kickoff to the week. Um, I have no symptoms. I feel fine. This is Wednesday. Feeling I'm fine. Feeling fine. Feeling pretty. Negative feeling COVID fine. tests. Uh, every day I've done a little nose swabby uh, COVID test. So that's where we're at. Anyway, thanks everybody for coming out to the Ham Radio Crash Course. We'd like to kick things off with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today I'm going to say the si- size the radio for the effort. And this is... Huntsville style.
1: So it's, size does matter, is where size we're- Size
0: does matter in this case. Okay. So I went to Huntsville, obviously. <laughs> I can say Huntsville, 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 get that out of my system. Went to Huntsville, and I packed a super tiny radio. It's a uh, Yesu VX3R, which for anybody listening that knows, it is the tiniest of HTs. So this radio fits on a lanyard, it went around my neck when I was at the, the show really only did simplex a little bit with a two-meter simplex You got a pretty
1: little necklace for yourself. I
0: know, a little necklace. <laughs> uh, Jason and some other folks had DMR radios that they talked on. They were fairly confident, too, that that Monsanto uh, State Park is actually also a Soda Summit. I think it's a two-pointer, believe it or not. And you could probably activate that very easily with just a tiny little radio like that. With that said, consider that you may not actually need a radio when you go to a ham fest. I mentioned this before. Save the space for the radios you buy and bring home, right?
1: Right. Bu- S- buy the radio there to use.
0: <laughs> buy the radio. You know what? I even like that. That should be the. Handy <laughs> Don't bring a radio. Buy it. That's actually what Adam did. He bought a Kenwood THD seventy-two, a now discontinued radio that is kind of like the darling of the FM satellite scene, at least for the the ones that you can use a handy talkie for. They like it because it's one of the few dull, uh, full duplex radios that's available, and it's pretty good at that. Anyway, size appropriate. You know, if you're going to just a local swap meet, local thing, you don't need much power at all. You don't need a big antenna at all because you're just talking locally. You're, you're maybe what a cup maybe a hundred feet away from the person that you may want to talk to. So just keep that in mind. Like all things, I'm just using the example of being in a location together, but that can turn into a an Aries event for like a foot race. Uh, it could be. Multiple other things where you use small handy talkies to just talk locally or maybe talk into a cross-link repeater type setup. So just keep that in mind. That Size your radio specifically for the effort. Consider the power draw. All that fun stuff. So that's it. Really simple ham radio minute. Size matters. Size matters. So have a drink with us today. We are drinking wine out of a box. I'll bring the beer. (laughs) That was a drop somebody sent us. In fact, that came from that came from Russ Hules, Casey Five CNT. Thank you so much for yes, the drop. Yes, Russ is
1: our friend in Vermont for full of maple goodies. I
0: hope I said the last name right. I hope I did. Anyway, we're drinking wine out of a box now. You remember back in the day, the late 1900s when people oh. <laughs> when people hurt so bad when people look down on. Box wines, the Franzias yes. of the world, if you will. I think box wines today have some decent offerings.
1: Do you think they have some decent offerings or do you just not care very much anymore as long as it is drinkable?
0: <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It, it, the, the Franzias are borderline not drinkable. This, though, this black box, which they call premium wine, is a Malbec A a 2019, although I don't think you're cellaring a wine that's in a plastic bag necessarily in a box.
1: This is actually a pretty hot tip Mm -hmm. for all of the dads that are dealing with having a pregnant wife who cannot drink. I think that's really when you got into box wines Mm -hmm. was when I was no longer Mm. going to drink a bottle with you. Right,
0: and it's like a weekday. And I maybe want a glass of wine right. or a beer. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. So the box wines are actually pretty nice. There are a couple. I really only like the bo- the black box. We
1: tried so many others.
0: I did. They I had are. to work through a lot of boxes to find a decent one. The black box, Malbec, Cabernet Sauvignon, and the Pinot Noir are the only ones I like. I don't drink whites. I don't like the Merlot. Mm-hmm.
1: Solid and table wine. I think.
0: Yeah, I I think that most people would be okay with this if you didn't really show them what it was and it's like, here's some wine, drink Mm it.
1: I can even read the description for you. This Malbec is from Chile. Oh, it's a Chilean. Uh, From 2019. This Malbec explodes with juicy blueberry, violet, tobacco, and chocolate flavors. A complex wine with a medium body and a velvety finish.
0: And It's good, yeah. I, I mean, that's a little, a mm. little extreme.
1: It's a little um, up its own butt.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but it's not bad. And that's coming from somebody who does enjoy a good wine and and does seek that out. But sometimes you just want something simple. It's like your your uh, lawn mowing cigar.
2: <laughs> it's your Pabst
0: Blue Ribbon lawn mowing beer kind of thing. This is better than Pabst Blue Ribbon, but you know, you get the idea. Anyway, so that's the mention. Don't look down on box wines. They're actually not. The- oh, the second one, winking owl Al at Aldi. Pretty good. Yes, the red wine. The red wine. Mm-hmm. Specifically, that one that is, is pretty good. That
1: is a actually.
0: That is a hot tip. Yeah. If you got an Aldi in your area and you see the red box of Winking Owl, the red wine specifically, try it out. That would be my hot tip. Anyway, join the conversation by leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you pod, but we read the iTunes ones on the air here on the podcast, so thanks so much for doing that. Leave an These,
1: you know what? These iTunes reviews are mm. really a bright spot in my week. <laughs>
0: They will be this week. There's only <laughs> two, but they will be. And this is one of those weeks where we split the record, so we usually get like an offset. Will there be like no reviews, and then there'll be more, and then mm. no, and because you know, mm-hmm. we're going back and forth. Yeah, uh, we will be. I'll mention this up right now. We are potentially going to do some shifting of the podcast because the kids are going back to school. We haven't they decided. Have yes,
1: we're gonna see how this week goes mm-hmm. and how hurting I am tomorrow.
0: I'm wondering if Friday it becomes the Friday. And we drop on Saturday.
1: You're just gonna jam all of your just all
0: the content, <laughs> just all of it down here. By the way, this week every day I've posted a, U- a YouTube video every wow. day,
1: and we're only on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and there's two. There's two more videos coming. Technically three. <sighs> technically, but...
1: do you even work full time? You know, <laughs> yeah,
0: honestly, if I got the content, because I recorded all that content at the at the
1: the problem is the recording of the content? The
0: problem is all of it. It's, sure. it's all the things.
1: That job is really getting in the way.
0: It is, but when I can just have a day and just shoot a bunch of videos, I can knock out like three or four videos in a day, depending on the type, of course.
1: Pace yourself, depending. Josh. Don't blow your load all uh, in one Whoa. Whoa, okay.
0: blow the load. Great, Leah, That's, <laughs> there, goes our, there goes our explicit tag.
1: I'm just t- talking about your backlog. Your back load.
0: My, ba- my back load. <laughs> great. Even better. Where th- You got to go through the back door to find the... the yeah, okay. <laughs> Leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and future hams, and we appreciate it. And here we go. Okay. So we've got two reviews today. The Podcast Master Deluxe 88 says, Ooh. great podcast if you enjoy laughing and learning along the way. Okay. Faithful member of the 1X crew, give this podcast a listen. You will laugh and smile along with the host, Leia and Josh. They cover candy, alcohol, cat cups, bald peanuts, and throw some technical information pertaining to amateur radio along the way.
1: You know, I, I'd say that this might confuse a lot of people when they read it, but accurate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't fault them
1: for the accuracy. Thank you. Thank you for the accurate. <laughs>
0: This is from Zach one and it says, Fun podcast to listen to from a female ham. (gasps) Yay! See, yeah, you would like this, yeah. Getting back into radio after, uh, sorry, getting back into the radio game after almost a 20-year hiatus, I got my ticket at 15. Wow. Thanks for normalizing ham radio and giving me a base of ideas on how to jump back in, working on stepping up my game and studying for the general test. I recently, I very recently inherited my father's call sign, so I will sign off with N6NIX, previously KG6EYK.
1: Fantastic. And I always think it's so meaningful. Yeah. When the call signs get passed on. Oh, for
0: sure. I think that's great. Okay, Leah, so what are you... you, I
1: just want to thank everybody for their reviews. Yes, thank you for the reviews. We really
0: appreciate it. And again, it's over on the iTunes podcast if you're uh, so willing. But again, we appreciate, you know, wherever you leave comments. So thanks for doing that. Okay, Leah, so what have you been using this week?
1: It's not really what I've been using. Mm. It's what the kids have been using.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Because back to school has been really intense. There is a lot they have to bring. Yes. And then I also added some extra things.
0: Like an air purifier.
1: Okay. So they make these air purifiers (laughs) that cover about. USB-C rechargeable.
0: Yes. Right. USB-C, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, hey, okay.
1: They cover about three, no, five feet.
0: Mm -hmm. All around. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: And it filters 0.03 microns.
0: I'm assuming there's some variability there with the size of the room and how much.
1: Within gust five feet.
0: you have. five feet. Well, the gusting of the sure. wind and you know.
1: All okay. that. Yeah. So, Ben got really concerned about going back to school. Sunday night, he has a bit of a freak out before.
0: This last Sunday. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I end up telling him he's he's freaking out about, you know not wanting to he's been gung-ho about going to school up until this point mm-hmm. and then suddenly he doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to risk anybody getting sick and uh, and I'm like it's okay look what I have for you I, I hadn't shown this This is it like Dumbo's blue feather. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so they both take it they put it on their desk that's fantastic. Um, It's not
0: too loud. If you put it on the highest setting, which is, there's three settings. Yeah. It's a little loud.
1: But on one and two, it's no issue at all. Yeah,
0: you can't even hear it. And
1: Ben actually told me today that his, uh, the kid who sits in the desk next to him Mm -hmm. asks him to bring it out because it also covers the circumference of his desk. I thought he was going to ask
0: where he got it. And I'm like, make sure to check out the hammer to crash course, Amazon, a store. give him a little card with a qr card give it to your mom she'll know what to do
1: so ben didn't immediately bring it out and then it, that kid goes hey can you pull out your air purifier <laughs> hey man <laughs> hey man why aren't you purifying the g- air g- give us that give us that sweet supply of air <laughs> so that's one thing he's
0: become an air pusher is what you're saying
1: <laughs> so that's one he's thing. like hey
0: man the first breath is free wow now you gotta get on the subscription plan.
1: I have also started packing lunches for all three of my boys. Yes. And my favorite thing to pack lunch in is actually tiered bento boxes. They're stainless steel, so super eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. You can uh, heat them, not in a microwave, doesn't matter to us. I got rid of the microwave because Josh kept making it beep.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yes. mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But it will you know, go in a steamer, will go in the oven.
0: I have a small hot plate at work that's in a thermal bag. It's called a Hot Logic Mini. Yeah. And they work great with that. Or glass, like Pyrex. Yeah. But the Tiffins are great because of the, um, not Tiffins. I, I guess they hons. are kind of Tiffins. They're kind of like Tiffins. Yeah. They work great for that because you can just warm the whole thing up and you're, you're good to go.
1: Yeah, the, and the Hot Logic Mini actually is fantastic because you can technically, if you wanted to start at the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. you could put raw meat, um, veggies, whatever you wanted to cook mm-hmm. that would, could be cooked as a casserole.
0: Within reason, I think.
1: No, that's how it's sold. Okay. Yeah. So if you put it in in the morning and you plug it in, by the time it's lunchtime, it will be a cooked meal. There's no way. Yes. I don't believe Okay. Well, people did it. Saw it myself.
0: Okay. (laughs) Because I started that thing at like 8 a.m. And it gets hot. No question. Yeah. But I don't think I'm cooking casseroles.
1: Sure. I mean, four hours?
0: Yeah. I don't think so.
1: Okay. Well, let's test it. I'll give you raw meat tomorrow.
0: Why, why? (laughs) Why, Why? Why must I be the... I'll bring it home on a weekend and you can experiment.
1: All right, fair enough. What are you using this week?
0: I got to give it up for that Yesu, uh VX3R. Uh, I mean, uh, again, this is another one of those radios that's really tough to find. Somebody told me that they sold one. By the way, this radio was like $300 when it was brand new. They sold it on eBay for like $500. They're tough to find. But I would argue that like you should just look at some of the older radios. And by older, I mean like early 2000s, late 1900s. And find one that you think is cool for just, you know, fiddling around with Simplex. I, I love that kind of stuff. So I, I – ham radio to me is kind of like as I've gotten older now, I can look back at the the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s equipment and go like, I couldn't afford it then. And I can <laughs> afford it now. I'm a big boy, you know, you know, with my with my income here, I can I can buy know. this.
1: You got adult money. I got
0: adult money, so I can I can go buy this thing. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of radios like that that are I won't call them unicorn radios, but they're rare enough that they they garner a high retail. That would be one of them. I don't know that it's necessarily worth it at five hundred dollars. I would argue that it's not. I think I paid, gosh, I think I paid under two hundred for mine. Believe it or not. And it came with the little battery tray that you can go from the lithium-ion battery to double A's, hmm. which is really cool. So that would be the, the hot tip, at least from what I'm using this week. Awesome. Leia. do you have a preparedness corner? I do. I will say that the drop that I had for the preparedness corner did not um, convert correctly. So I'm, I'm, I had a reply out to try and fix that for next week.
1: Okay. So, on Instagram, Mm -hmm. there is a um, a podcast listener who runs the Instagram account on Target Reviews. I will drop this link in the show notes. Um, Right on. But he recommended a very good series of... Of topics that would fall under... You could make
0: a podcast on this topic.
1: Yes. It's called The Power of Light. The Power
0: of Light. Beautiful.
1: So we may do a series on The Power of Light. Mm -hmm. But the first one would be a tactical flashlight. Basically a flashlight Mm -hmm. that you could always also use as a weapon. Oh. A multi-use flashlight.
0: Okay, so you specifically put it into those terms.
1: It doesn't have to be those terms, Well, let's talk about it.
0: Okay. So there's generally two schools of thought when it comes to a tactical flashlight. One, it's really bright. And the reason for that is that it's got like probably a rear trigger, rear push button that either double clicks and goes to full brightness. And that's probably a setting Mm -hmm. that isn't a part of its normal on cycle. Mm -hmm. Most flashlights have like a low for super low, like five mm-hmm. lumens or less. That's like a round camp where you don't wanna blow out your night vision kind of thing. All right. And then they got like a medium and then they got like a high. Mm-hmm. But a lot of flashlights have a double click, a quick double click where it'll kick into like a super high mode that's in, in a lot of cases now, exactly. A lot of cases now, a lot of these flashlights are like a thousand lumens plus. Like that little itty bitty O light that I have that I've mm-hmm. been carrying around, that'll hit like a thousand lumens with a double click, which is nuts. So that's one aspect of a tactical flashlight, hit them with the brightness and then- And then Club run. them in the face. Well, <laughs> run ideally, but um, that would be actually well said. Um, that would be the other thing. The, the second part is Blind as a them weapon- and
1: then pull out your gun.
0: Right, well, that's another thing too. Yeah, yeah a lot of people will have a tactic. So when I heard tactical flashlight, a lot of times to me, that means a light that lives on a firearm, mm. either your AR, or your, your Glock, or your handgun, whatever you have, like okay. Surefire light. Okay. That to me is a tactical light. That's not
1: light. what you meant. Uh, but that's, that's not, not, what, the, what, that's that not meant. what the
0: topic means. Yeah. So the second aspect of this is a light that has some sort of protrusions on the bezel or the mm-hmm. crown, the front end, and then the rear end as well. Tactical lights are usually in two forms. They're kind of on the larger size and large is relative in this case. But a lot of them are fist size. So you remember a term called kobutan? I don't. Remember the stick that people used to put on their keychains in the 90s? Yes. They were way too big to be a Mm keychain. There was a kind of a karate thing that got kicked around. It was called kobutan. Okay. And it was a way to do... Different like pressure point attacks with this stick and you basically held it in your fist with the keys on the top And you could flail people in the face with your keys and you can use the the puño Which is a Filipino martial arts term um, as a striking implement, right? Because it's it strengthens your fist for punching But you really don't need to do that if you have a puño strike you, know, you, you could turn your fist over and strike in the face Uh-huh flail with the keys that kind of thing well think of this in a flashlight except that
1: could I just put a muddler on my yeah hand. it
0: was it <laughs> pro, that's probably the right size you, you could have a muddler as your <laughs> and uh, oddly enough what is in the bottom of most muddlers those little spiky bits yes so that's on these flashlights the the little spiky bits on the crown oh, so that they do extra i damage. want a
1: flashlight i can muddle with you know what i mean there, so really you can see inside multi- the glass yes
0: so you really yeah, know really when you're campsite make- muddling Yes. You're in the Sometimes cover of darkness. Sometimes you need a mojito. It's 2 a.m. You think there's a bear in the camp. You're like, God, I need a mojito to calm down. <laughs> so the the little pointy bits, which I'm assuming somebody's got a cool name for them in the flashlight world. Spikes. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> trunnions. Not trunnions. Trocards. If anybody knows what that term is.
1: Troglodytes.
0: Troglodytes. Yes. Fires <laughs> troglodytes. That's a real tactical flashlight. <laughs> I was thinking of trilobites when you said that for some reason. Fires fossils.
1: (laughs) Ha! Brings the Jurassic period alive.
0: (laughs) In your face. Uh, Okay, so that's one form of a tactical flashlight. But growing up, there was always the traditional tactical flashlight, which is the 6D cell mag light.
1: Oh, that would do some real damage.
0: It's basically a bat. It's like a small bat. Yes. The light, the candle power not even lumens maglite uses candle power was garbage but you didn't carry it for that you carried it because it was basically a weapon. you're
1: telling me maglite hasn't updated their their bat light
0: the bat light it's
1: a bat sized light
0: a bat sized light no, it's a bat light. oh it's a bat <laughs> i thought you were literally talking like a flying bat i'm like what, what is bat light i
1: understand how talking to you that would be very confusing yeah
0: they have mag lights that now have like LEDs, but I don't know that the six D cell does. I should really look it up. You while know what? We're doing this, but this
1: sounds like an opportunity, Josh. How would you like to make your first flashlight? I, there, there's got to be a drop-in <laughs> kit. One, one end will be a muddler.
0: Mm. The other end, a hammer
1: a two thousand lumen light.
0: In, it says incandescent, so I, I think no. Yeah, so it has a 136-lumen lamp. Okay. I just got done telling I'm you done that the tactical your... flashlights are a 1,000 yes. lumens. Okay,
1: and I'm saying 2,000 lumens on your blinding light flashlight. <laughs> well, okay. Spikes on the other end. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. size of a bat, mm-hmm. and then it works as an antenna.
0: Mm-hmm. You See? can probably antenna a 60 uh, mag light, I'm pretty sure. So there's another school of thought with the tactical flashlight is larger than the Cobuton size, but much smaller than the six cell. And it's generally much brighter. So you get more lumens. Mid-size. (laughs) Mid-size. And they still have some spiky bits on them, but generally it's tactical is kind of an interesting term. now. There are many locations that know what's up about tactical flashlights, particularly the Cobuton-sized ones or Mm -hmm. the yawara stick size. for anybody who really is throwing some shade at me for using the term Cobuton. The Yawara-stick-sized ones will not get you into some places. You're not carrying that into Disneyland, most theme parks. You're definitely not bringing it into a courtroom. Forget taking that on a plane. Same thing with tactical pens. That's a whole game, too. Tactical yeah. pens, not getting those into aircraft, anything like that. Percy
1: Jackson has one of those. It turns into a sword.
0: That's right. Yes. <laughs> God. Uh, so, I, I'm not. I'm. For me, a tactical flashlight is really one that's super bright. That that's kind of like my line for okay. tactical flashlights. Flashlights, people get super opinionated about. I've already pissed off a ton of people just by talking right now. So it's. Why did
1: you not tell me this? Oh, it's so opinionated.
0: (laughs) Like, I I mentioned, I think I mentioned like a brand, Streamlight. Um, Streamlight's a good brand, really consistent, really solid, will generally work. I've had many brands. I'm not going to mention any others. I will give a shout out to Olight, though. They are really inexpensive, but I don't give them the level of. I, uh, think you, I think you've is a spoken
1: light. about Olight before and mm-hmm. how they have hot drops.
0: That's right. The hottest drops that people cry, they, they go QQ tears with. Anyway, so there, that's, that's my thoughts on the preparedness corner. Why don't you tell me your thoughts on the tactical flashlight, Leah?
1: I've already told you the tactical flashlight that is the best.
0: They do have flashlights that are like stun batons and also flashlights. So okay. you can shock people with them, but those are kind of gimmicky. Okay. People may disagree.
1: All right. Well, I, I'm glad that you took over the preparedness corner. <laughs>
0: well, that was really funny, too, because you told me, you're like, oh, there was a really good idea that came in on a preparedness corner. And I'm like, oh, I found it. You're going to have to talk this whole thing. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. All right, well, so I guess that's the preparedness corner with, with me this week. So that means we're moving on to the email correspondence tower. What's happening? Staircases change, remember?
2: Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again.
0: And I hope you remember to send us an email at leah at hamtactical.com. Please send us your email comments on the podcast, your ham radio questions, and your merch ideas. And if we make a merch from your idea, we'll send you one for free. So Leia. What's on the block today?
1: The first email is titled, Ham Radio in the Ocean. Mm. And this is from Jake. Hello, my two favorite hams. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Recently, I have been thinking about a camping trip that will involve me crossing the Chesapeake Bay, possibly by kayak. Oh. I would like to bring some radios along with me and would like some advice on what to bring. Currently, I'm thinking of one of those quote-unquote waterproof bowfangs, along with an abris mounted in a fishing rod holder. Mm-hmm. That way, if I inevitably go ploop, I'm not down thousands of dollars. Would love your thoughts on this.
0: If you're talking submersible radios, the only other brand that comes to mind is Yesu. Yesu has some submersible ham radios. All right. They're not like... Bottom of the lake, submersible, but they'll handle like a meter somewhere around there. Okay, I know that the Balfang won't handle bottom of the lake uh, levels of depth. The pressure gets too great, and the water will get inevitably get into the case. Mm. If you have HF privileges, you might want to consider um, the TX500. The Lab599 TX500 is a again splashable, slightly submersible um hf radio qrp hf radio it's real cool it looks the part like an outdoor radio it's it's super slick go look go check it out also go buy yourself a dry bag and then take whatever radio you want unless you're planning on doing kayaks on the air or something um there's no reason why you can't just throw this equipment into a dry bag which as a kayak user you probably got a couple of them kicking around and then go you know get onto the island and pull the radios out
1: do you remember once upon a time somebody who loves you very much bought you a oh. bow bang waterproof bag?
0: Yes, I still have that. Yeah.
1: Did you ever test it?
0: No, but that's now something I need to do now that yeah, you've mentioned it. and so that one won't accept an abris. The, sure. the antenna cut out. It's literally like a bag. That you slide a fang mm-hmm. antenna first into, and then seal off the bottom.
1: Yeah, just like one of those water park bags for your cell phone.
0: <laughs> I should do that the next time we go to a water park. I should just wear the Baofeng instead of my phone.
1: Soak City closes
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a week, maybe two.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't usually go into September. But I don't think, I don't
1: think so. Yeah, but the nice thing about Soak City right now. Mm. Is that they don't have enough lifeguards to staff the uh, Lazy River. That's a that sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but what it means is that by and large, the Lazy River, it's done in groups, mm-hmm. so it's not overcrowded.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: So you could be at the rear end of a group or the front end of a group mm-hmm. and have like nobody around you. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's nice.
0: You get like a private, lazy river experience. Yeah. Okay, I like that. The
1: lifeguard walks along the river with the group.
0: It- <laughs> so you have a personal lifeguard. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is totally ridiculous. Well, okay, I hope I answered that All right. question. Yep.
1: Jake signs off. Best and 73's Jake,
0: K-O-4-J-U-Z. I think the bags in particular are Sea to Summit. Sea to Summit bags are fantastic. They're also good if you want to practice... Um, Weightlifting with heavy bags. Oh, you just take a fifty-pound bag of playground sand and dump it in there and seal it up. Works great. That was a tip I got from Tex Grebner.
1: Tex Grebner. Hmm. What? Wait. No, I have no, to. I have to. My my training kicked in.
0: I called my parents. He's a good guy. He is a good guy.
1: All right, the next email is titled Lip Mounts, and this is from Douglas. Lip Mounts. I'm going to install a lip mount antenna on my new uh, 21F150, which is all aluminum. What Mm. kind of mounts and wires would you recommend? I have found a mount made by Comet and CG that says it will fit my truck.
0: Yeah, I was going to say go with the Comet. Yeah, that's it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it depends on the, he didn't mention the antenna the only caveat that, so there's a couple so diamond makes a couple of them and so does comet mm-hmm. um, but since we're talking comet i'm actually looking for a picture of the one that i was thinking they were going to talk about i have to go back a step here so there's there's two there's a wide base one and then a thin base one for almost all um for almost all mobile installations for VHF, UHF antennas, if you're using like quarter wave antennas, even five 5.8s, you're probably fine using the, the narrow base clamp one. If you do have a bigger antenna, like potentially a Yaesu ATOS 120, which is an HF antenna, which is probably the biggest antenna I would put on this, you can get what's called a Super Gainer K400, which is what I have on my car to run my ATOS 120.
1: Cool. There you go. Doug signs off. Thank you, Douglas K-I-7-L-I-K. Thanks, Doug. Hope that answers your question, and good luck with that uh, lip mount install. And congrats on the F-150.
0: Congrats.
1: Exciting. New truck day.
0: New truck day.
1: I bet that feels a lot better than, like, new phone day.
0: Because it's mainly a phone now. It's got computers (laughs) in it and all the screens and stuff. What happened to trucks just being trucks? Am I right, guys? Or the body's not or the, the yeah, the body's not aluminum. It's American steel.
1: Isn't steel an American anymore?
0: <laughs> probably not.
1: That's that's not where it I going. like
0: my trucks made out of pre World War II battlefield steel.
1: Huh. All right, I'll keep that in mind for my truck build.
0: That's a fun problem. <laughs> I think we mentioned that on the show. Battlefield steel? We yes. talked about that, right? Yeah, uh-huh. okay.
1: The next email is titled, Great Podcasts from Brent. Hello, Leah and Josh. You guys make my day. Thank you. Thank you, because
0: it takes all day, every day, to get one <laughs> podcast.
1: I drive uh, OTR semi and have a hard time what finding- What does OTR
0: stand for, Leia?
1: Uh, over the road. Nailed it. <laughs> and have a hard time finding radio stations to come in just to get out of range, then back on the hunt.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: So now I listen to the podcast. Be nice. I'm about a year back into the podcast list, and have a few questions slash thoughts. Well, I'm bracing myself. Yeah. <laughs> one on the peppermint patties de- uh, debate. I have a theory. Everyone loves to bash and dislike Nickelback, but secretly love them. On the other hand, everyone loves Kiss the band, but really deep down, no one cares or likes them let alone name a handful of song names by them. So with that said, I think people like to say they like them, but deep down, not so much. Mm. Not true. I eat peppermint patties. We'll always eat peppermint patties. We'll have them till the day I die. I'm just kidding.
0: Are we talking about Yorks again? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Two, for Josh being a ham. We've been talking about York peppermint patties for over
0: a year. <laughs> no no he said that he's over he the just year has back. some thoughts over the course of the year he said he's a year back so he's back in time a no. year ago
1: but he's covering all the topics that he covered from that year backlog
0: because yeah i gotta jump off the roof if we've been talking about your <laughs> panties for a year
1: we're always going to be talking about your <laughs> panties forever york peppermint patties till the day we die york peppermint patties
0: so i gotta say like when you tell people it's like i i i did not show you all the things (laughs) you did not know the man you were marrying in some cases (laughs) i did not expect the hill to die on for you would be york peppermint patties that was not at all what i expected in fact i didn't know about this until much later In our marriage, is
1: it somehow betraying to you? It's
0: not betraying, it's just like,
1: really? That's the thing
0: that we're gonna ride or die on. Interesting, okay.
1: I did today think about having a Snickers, but
0: but then I I thought, I want my breath fresh after this experience.
1: Two, for Josh, being a, a ham and a Oh, okay. Two for Josh. Mm. With being a ham and an over-the-road trucker, I miss having HF. Space is a big factor in setup and thinking about the IC705. Mm -hmm. Love doing FTA due to having hearing loss. I have an IC7600 with a base station. Mm -hmm. No longer have a place to set up due to selling my house, but that would be too big in the sleeper. Mm -hmm. Josh, what do you think for a radio and antenna setup? I feel like this is a good question for Matt.
0: No, Matt's got this on lock. You know, the other person who's been through this is Wes. (laughs) Wes is on the Discord. We've actually talked about this before. Uh, Not on the podcast, but yes. Okay. You got a couple of schools of thought here. Because, and so he said over the road trucker and he's got a sleeper. I want to believe maybe he's leasing his truck or he owns it and he's a a contractor. If he's tied up with a name, you know, like a a brand that does trucking, Mm -hmm. then he may not be able to make... No, that's a that's a brand for a truck. I mean like a shipping brand.
1: Oh, okay
0: Swift is the example everybody knows, but that's not the the best example that I would put out. There. The no offense everybody, to the
1: Swifties. It's the example everybody brings up because it's so notable.
0: Well it's there's a reason. Have you seen the Swift fails? Is it a meme? Yeah, it's a meme.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's a meme. Sorry, Swifties. <laughs> Did you know Swifties in this case does not refer to a fan of Taylor Swift?
0: Correct. (laughs) If Taylor Swift got her license and started driving for Swift, that would be a thing. The Swift Swifties. Okay. So if you have a situation where you don't have like a permanent installation, I know what Wes did for a while is he was running a Shegu G90, which gives you 20 watts output and he ran it into a hamstick and he had a...
1: Ran right into it.
0: Yeah, uh, and he connected that into his rear-view mirror clamp. He had a rear-view mirror clamp set up because a lot of truck bodies aren't American steel anymore. They're fiberglass uh, or aluminum or whatever. So you run into problems with that. You may get away with a lip mount, which is going to do you a little bit better. The problem is is that as, as you get lower down in the bands, that, that mount on a mirror is probably not going to be a substantial enough ground. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a problem. The G ninety is good because you just tune it up and let it let it fly. Um, you're going to get way compromised capability out of that, but you can always you know get fancy with running some radials off of it or or whatever to make it work a little bit better. There are a myriad of ways to mount antennas on trucks, and I am in no way an expert in this. And I also I don't know what truck you have. I don't know the makeup of its body. I don't know where you'd put an antenna for it. So I would have to know more information. Also, I would tell you to go find Matt A4MQ, who is a truck driver, yes, very prominent amateur radio operator, and he's on our Discord. So yes. I would recommend you join. You you reach out to him, who's one of our admins, great guy, and I hung out with him uh, in Huntsville last week. With that said, the seven hundred five is fantastic. I love it. In your situation, it's probably going to sing and it'll be good. I would give it a, a an external power supply so you get the full ten watts out of it. And I would even consider you getting the AH 705 tuner in case you are in one of those compromise situations where your mount is not perfect, you don't have the greatest ground plane, and you're just gonna run it. That tuner will handle it, no question. So I would say Shago G90, which is half the price, less than half, or the 705. The 705 is gonna be much easier to interface with your computer for doing FTA because you can do it wirelessly. And Whenever you get to your destination or do whatever you're doing, you're gonna have some you you should be able to have some fun, you know, out in the park or wherever you're at with the seven oh five. Not to say the G ninety isn't fun, but you know, those are my thoughts.
1: All right. Well, Brent continues three. Josh, you are the main reason I got into ham radio.
0: Hey, that's great. Thank you. You know, a lot of people told that to me this week. Really? It was great. It was fantastic. You got
1: them into ham radio and then to ham fest? Yeah. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, those people who came up to me and said, I got into ham radio because of you, and now I'm an extra.
1: That's awesome. In like
0: less than a course of a year. couldn't even
1: do that with me.
0: No. Yeah. They love me more. (laughs) What can I say? I'm just kidding.
1: I've always been into off-roading and used to CB. In 2018, I went through a rough time in my life and found your videos a big distraction to life and helped me get my tech and general.
0: Hey, I'll take distraction.
1: A few of my off-road <laughs> friends had or got licensed, and now we only used HT or mobile units. Great. We're trying to spread the awesomeness of ham radio to other off-roaders. We started a ham radio off-road club That's called awesome. Hamsters Off-Road.
0: Hamsters Off-Road that is, is awesome. amazing.
1: I hope you have. You
0: guys need a logo. Yes. You need a logo and a website.
1: Absolutely. Stat. Yes. And then you could do the do 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 do.
0: You have a PA that just plays it while you're jumping around. That would be hilarious. And then no and then all the young people would be like, "What are these nerds doing?" All the zennials aren't going to know what's going on
1: for josh i'm really wanting to get my extra class license right on i drive all day long and no one really has a youtube class like you in the hrccc i know man i know you have your hands full with i didn't mean
0: that against other youtubers i was just saying i know what you're saying sure i know where he's going with this deep
1: jab man that's
0: not what i meant (laughs) i knew where he was going with this i'm already one
1: panel and you start a brawl
0: (laughs) that's not what i meant
1: I know you have your hands full with family and everything you do for the great community. But thoughts on the extra class YouTube videos? Yep.
0: It's it's been thought of. Uh, I sat down and did the math on it. It would be intense.
1: Oh, it would be appreciable.
0: It would be super appreciable and <laughs> and the problem, and let me let me just let everybody know. I did the general and I did the technician. By the way, the technician is outdated, and I'm even having a hard time getting through the technician again for 2022, which is over in June, right? So when you look at the question pool, which is 500 questions, Mm -hmm. and these are not easy questions, right? It takes a long time for me to get through them. It would take a very long time Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like, I'm not going to be posting any other videos to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Which is part of the problem. Got it. So, and I don't think I'm, I'm no longer in the position where I'm going to do a live stream with the tech, the, with the questions anymore. I don't think I'm going to do that.
1: It's too complicated.
0: It's not that it's too complicated. It's just that so many people are watching now
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they're just not going to be interested in that. It's right. just not going to be very I think popular. You'd be
1: surprised. Maybe
0: half of them that are already Why extras would turn in to see how bad I do at teaching the extra. Yeah. That would be funny.
1: Why don't you see it as I might one day get my extra if your videos are good enough?
0: (laughs) You told me once upon a time that Uh you would get your technician from just watching my videos. That's true. That did not work. I had to start a podcast with you to get your technician. Okay,
1: fair enough. You told me that when I got my technician license, you would eat balut. So here we are.
0: (laughs) So here we are. (laughs)
1: At a standstill. <laughs> uh,
0: yep. I've got a standoff.
1: Brent it, does have something really nice to say. I,
0: I will finish by saying I do want to do an extra class and I would love to make that happen. But the time of it is considerable. It's a huge time commitment. I
1: have a feeling, though, mm. that when I finally get to studying for my extra on the podcast... That would be funny. You will be like, uh, I'm just going to do this in a video.
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. And it wouldn't be a video. Right. (laughs) Uh, Hour 12. (laughs) Hammering a crash course extra exam. Have you thought about answer C? (laughs) Just go C from here on out.
1: What if you just did a marathon live stream where for a weekend you did nothing but go through, just shut everything down?
0: I had thought about go
1: to a hotel.
0: The prep time, the prep time to put the slides together would take me weeks.
1: No slides.
0: What does that mean? What does that even mean?
1: You just annotate on an iPad. I could make you slides.
0: I I think I know, actually, now that you were saying that, I think I know a way of doing it.
1: There you go. See? You know what? Just just sitting here, I was like... We had to do it live. (laughs) uh,
0: I had to see it in my head, and now I'm seeing it. There's a way to do it, live streaming.
1: Okay. All right. There is a way. There's always a way. Oh, gosh. Well, Brent has something really nice to say. Please. It It really helps the way you break down the questions and explain them. Oh, thank you. A few podcasts ago you said something about a book on Audible to help you with your extra class?
0: Yes, The Fast Track. The Fast Track to Extra is a very good audiobook. All right. It's and and he does the ask the question, gives each answer and then uses a bell like a a noise, mm-hmm. right? Like something that's a trigger for the right answer and then gives you the right answer. Nice. Which I think is actually really helpful for some people. It is. Doing the, as I'm redoing the technician course, I'm focusing on just the right answers. I'm not giving any other answers, just the right answer. I'll show the, the wrong answers on the screen, but I'm just doing the right answers. And that's actually, I think, a, a good way of doing it. All right. Yeah.
1: Brett sides off. Any help is greatly appreciated, and thank you, too, for everything you guys do for the community, 73 ke 0 I.
0: I want to remind everybody, if you've ever gone to, like, an in-person training for general or extra, specifically general and definitely extra, they have a lot of visual aids. They have displays of circuitry. They show you what the circuitry is and what it does, and I'll admit right up front, that is my weak spot how circuitry works and specifically why i am not strong in i'm in, i'm strong in a lot of areas or comfortable um uh, comfortable enough to talk about it uh, for many things in ham radio but that is one area where i know when we get to that i'm going to ta- have to take more time to be able to brush up so All right, keep that hope, in mind that's the that that's that the, the real brent. struggle for
1: yeah. me hope that helps brent the next email is titled Thanks, brent. Comments for podcasts from two weeks ago, week of 8-22. From two years ago. Here we go. And this is from Ryan. Mm-hmm. Leia and Josh, I have a number of comments I want to make regarding several past
0: podcasts. Oh, oh boy. <laughs>
1: but I'm I'm obviously feeling a little punchy today, so I think I may be reading this more aggressively than Ryan intended.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but I just haven't found the time due to a busy work schedule. The podcasts have gotten so entertaining, educational, and full of laughter that I find myself considering carrying a notepad in my pocket so that I can have a list of things to comment about that I have heard in the podcast.
0: If you were truly punchy, you would have said, it like, I have found the podcast so entertaining. <laughs> and I've even considered putting a notebook in my pocket.
1: While my previous two correspondence to you folks have bordered on the verge of a novel or possibly insanity on my part, or maybe (laughs) both. Some of the
0: best novels are like that.
1: I will make an effort to keep my thoughts shorter and more to the point. Well, I'll try. I do have ADD and sometimes we just can't help it, which is why us men depend on a strong, firm lady to clobber us over the head when needed and keep us in line unfortunately i am lacking in the lady slash wife part gotta find a new one well good luck with finding a new one ryan
0: i would argue that that is um leah being my partner is definitely that yeah i would yeah i would say that
1: that i clobber you over the head not
0: physically <laughs> i could just though. mentally i
1: could though <laughs>
0: you could but yeah otherwise i would just be doing god knows what at all hours of the day and not sleeping
1: For this email, I just wanted to compliment how great of a job you and Josh did on the podcast from two weeks ago. Leah was drunk from too much of the beverage of the day, and she did quite a good job trying to hold things together, but the, the things she let slip by were hilarious. Yeah, And Josh, being the great man that he is, did a great job of trying to keep things on track, somewhat. Somewhat. Thank you for the great laughs, as always, and look forward to more comments to you soon. Ryan K0CTR.
0: Thank you, Ryan.
1: And Ryan also included this amazing graphic of how you tell ADD stories. Because in a non-ADHD storytelling, you go from the start of story to the end of the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: An ADHD storytelling starts with a pre-story prologue for context. Then the start of the story, then too many details, then a semi-related story, then wait, okay, back to the main story, then something I just remembered now, then lose train of thought, then what was I talking about, then realize I've been talking too long, wrap
2: up. Get anxious.
1: Wrap story up and finally get to the point. End of story. Apologize. (laughs)
0: End of story. Apologize is great. (laughs)
1: That is exactly. Do I do that? We both do that. Okay,
0: okay. (laughs) That is why
1: we have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's four hours long.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. The next email is titled Animal Hams. Okay. And this is from Doug. Hi, Josh and Leah. Josh, hope your trip and time at the Huntsville Ham Fest was, and Hunts has a capital (laughs) T, was uneventful and proved to be worthwhile. Oh, it was. I really wanted to get there this year, but funds needed to be saved for another cause. We will be training soon with the West Virginia Coast Guard. I had talked a bit about Nature's Way Animal Rescue. When I say technical large animal rescue, that includes operations such as dealing with emergencies like overturned cattle or horse trailers, horses stuck in the mud, Horses needing assistance up a slope, low-angle rescue from a ravine. The list goes on. Wow, yeah, helping horses up a slope. That this is like the firemen. I apologize for
0: any crunching in the background. Charlotte has a bone. The,
1: this I apologize. is firemen to cats up a tree right now. That is heroism for large animals.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, cows getting turned over is a big deal because those things weigh like they're weigh a lot. Sure, Charlotte.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, jeez, what is she doing?
1: <laughs> She's eating a bone. We also specialize in animal decontamination. This is for large or small animals, and we have hazmat decontamination procedures for both. That's we like are- if they
0: get hit with oil or something. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: We are all trained to we got at a least
0: five gallon drum of Dawn. <laughs> Got a duck on the side of it. Haven't you seen that? <laughs> it's their whole ad campaign.
1: We are all trained to at least operations level hazmat, and we have several technician level and one specialist on the team. We can deal with decon of animals ranging from chemical, biological, or radiation contaminants. Whoa.
0: Oh man, you know how they handled uh contamination or radiation for animals in Chernobyl? How? They shot them. Oh, There's a whole, there's a whole, um...
1: It went from being punchy to sad. Yeah,
0: that miniseries is amazing, by the way. Chernobyl. It's so good. It is Mm. so good. Not necessarily the most factually accurate, but very good.
1: Actually, one of the most hazardous contaminants is flood water. Oh, I bet. Anything and everything that is upstream floats downstream, and exposure requires proper decontamination. This became very apparent after Hurricane Katrina. Some of our team was rostered to assist in that incident. Livestock as well as pets need to be taken care of. The human-animal bond is incredible, and shelters couldn't take folks in if they had animals with them, so many people wouldn't go.
0: Oh, man.
1: Or if they would go back for their pet and then became a victim themselves, taxing the already overworked first responders. By providing animal rescue, we take that burden off other first responders so they can continue to save human lives. And that is...
0: Yeah, you got to... I mean, you got, the, you got the website, right? We got to... Yes. We, we got to donate to this, this group.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. As stated, I am the communications officer for Nature's Way. We do have several other hams on the team. We communicate with amateur radio as mm-hmm. well as 800 megahertz and business band radio.
0: Affirmative. Affirmative. We need more dawn.
1: I utilize HT's HF, VHF using WinLink as well as sending ICS forms and reports via FLD, FLDigi. FLDigi. Many times, especially if we are at a scene in Indiana, we are assigned a channel on the 800 megahertz system as well. That way we can communicate with the fire police department during the activation. We have gone door to door during floods, working along fire and police departments, performing health and welfare checks on victims and their pets, making sure all are cared for. It is gratifying to be able to reunite stranded pets back to its owner, who may have lost everything. We have given and received many hugs. Sometimes that's what's needed most. Very good. More. And In, more information is available at the nwart.org link you posted for me. Thank you for your podcast. Looking forward to the next one 73 Doug KB8M. Very cool. Thank you.
0: <laughs> the bone is out of control. <laughs> I took the bone away. She got another piece of it somewhere. All right. I got to grab it.
1: Well, thank you for your email, Doug, and for all of your efforts.
0: Thank you, Doug. Sorry about the bone crunching.
1: The but next... it's a pet.
0: It's a it's an animal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted to be on the
0: podcast and say thank you.
1: By eating the bone. Right. She was like, "This one this is for you, Doug."
0: Shout out to my homies.
1: <laughs> the next email is titled Not Necessarily for the Podcast. I am going to include it anyway because I think it is a good recommendation. This is from Luke. Hi Leia, I heard you mention wanting to do fitness. Check out a knees over toes guy on youtube he's saving people's knees and lives that is all oh that's from luke thank you so much luke that's a great suggestion
0: my knees crunch pretty bad now so maybe i have to do that it's true makes soda difficult particularly on the way down
1: your knees are crunchy
0: they are (laughs) so those coffee tables i ran into as a kid
1: oh it wasn't the torn acl and all the
0: i don't know maybe (laughs)
1: The next email is titled, Kit Kat, not Twix, and an invitation. Okay. This is from Matt. Hello, Josh and Leah. Hope everything is going well. The last podcast episode, I said I was surprised no one had mentioned mint chocolate Twix. Yes. I would hope not because it doesn't exist. I meant Kit Kat. Yes. Mint chocolate Kit Kat. Delicious. Okay, It's like an Andes mint with a wafer. In there. I
0: was just thinking, what if they removed the cookie from Twix and replaced it with the the wafer from a Kit Kat. Kit Kat wafer, caramel, dunked in chocolate.
1: I'm sure they already have it in the UK.
0: That I'm sounds sure. delightful. I'm
1: sure Cadbury already makes it. It's Cadbury. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's the Cadbury Muy Bueno.
1: <laughs> That's Kinder. Whatever. Kinder makes buenos. That's right. Which are fantastic.
0: Kinder would Kinder would do that. Yeah. It would wrap it in an egg full of Cracker Jack Prices. <laughs>
1: Okay, on to the important part. This is a formal invitation to the Superstition Amateur Radio Club Superfest this year on December 4th in Mesa, Arizona. Of course, you and Josh are invited, but I am inviting the entire ham radio crash course listeners, viewers, cat cup dribblers, and all. (laughs) We usually have 800 attendees, but we are hoping that this year's event will be bigger than ever, especially since last year's event had to be canceled. We are raffling off three great radios, an ICOM IC705, a Yaesu FT891, and a Yaesu FTM400XDR.
0: Those are all great. That, that's worthy to show up just for that. That's cool.
1: You can buy raffle tickets online and do not have to be present to win.
0: Whoa. Okay. That's a
1: good one. We would love to see everyone there. Sorry, Leah. We can't give you the land where our fest is. We are only renting it ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. I attached a PDF of our flyer for the event, and our website is com. Mesa has great weather in December. 73 matt k7 yeg
0: we'll drop uh, the pdf in the discord yes so you can look at it that way if you're so inclined to thank follow you the for the invitation
1: the and everybody needs to get in on this ruffle those are all excellent radios With oh seven, yeah a giveaway for a 705 yeah man i know All right. The next email is titled in-person testing, baby wearing, and running.
0: Oh. And this is Wow. An email about baby wearing. This might be a first. Yes. I don't know that there's been a baby wearing.
1: I am willing to make this a baby wearing podcast. (laughs) You are crazy. (laughs) I don't even baby wear anymore. That is in kindergarten.
0: (laughs) But that was funny last week when you tried.
1: (laughs) What? I still have a wrap long enough. I could probably do it. That would be funny. Yeah. He didn't love being rapped, though.
0: Mm-mm. Ben did. Ben did.
1: Yeah. Josh and Leia, I hope my email finds both of you well, and that Josh has managed to avoid the viddy at Hamfest this past weekend.
0: So far, so good.
1: While Josh was in Huntsville, I took my technician's license exam and wanted to share my experience for any pre-hams out there who might be interested. Mm. Due to having two loud and rambunctious kids under five who don't regularly nap and even more rarely go to bed at bedtime, the quietest times in our house, I chose to test in person rather than online.
0: (laughs) I, I can see that as a good reason to test in person, sure.
1: I showed up at the test site about 10 minutes before the testing began and finished filling out the forms just as the VE started explaining everything. Our VEs had prepared a name tag for each of us with our names, call signs, testing location, and FRN listed out, which was very helpful wow. for filling out the left half of our answer sheet.
0: They filled that out for
1: you? Wow, that is, that is a very high proactive. level of service. Really? Yeah, I hope you tipped from them. I'm just volunteers. <laughs>
0: You're not supposed to tip them. Yeah, just
1: <laughs> I had taken about 20 practice text, uh, tests on Ham Radio Prep iPhone app and passed all of them. But it had been almost 10 years since I took any kind of test, so I was a bit nervous. So nervous, in fact, that when I started bubbling in the answers on the answer sheet, I was interrupted by my smartwatch informing me that it detected high
0: stress. Oh, wow.
1: Because there's nothing better to confirm your test jitters than your watch suggesting you stop to do a quick breathing exercise. I took a deep breath before continuing my test and 35 questions later, I turned in the answer sheet and sat and waited until all three VEs graded my test. After what seemed like an eternity, the head VE called me up to the front table and congratulated me on passing the test with a perfect score of 35 correct answers.
0: Congratulations.
1: Though I, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Though I hadn't studied for the general test other than listening to your podcast, I decided to try because I'd aced the first test and the $15 fee allowed me to take right. one of each test that day. Yeah. After a quick break to calm my nerves, I went back to the test room and started filling in the left side of my answer sheet only to pause in terror after I realized I had put my old address on both my NCVEC605 form and previous test. Test jitter strike again. The VEs were very kind about the mix. (laughs) They
0: ripped it up in front of my face. No, (laughs) they didn't.
1: And after correcting my address, I meandered my way through the test questions, the majority of which hadn't I hadn't seen before. Somehow I managed to correctly answer 25 questions just one short of getting my general
0: oh test. i was i was Grats. so itchy trigger finger to hit that button again well you're close man then you're you're gonna be able to knock that out yeah you're close
1: but to be honest if i had passed the general test without studying at all i don't think i would have felt like i deserved it so maybe nah. it's better this way
0: no i mean okay for you if you feel that way sure um i feel like you got a lot of learning in front of you no matter how you look at it this is just the 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 license to learn is what you got.
1: That said, do you have any recommendations for study books? I used Gordo's book to study for the tech, but am open to other suggestions.
0: The ARRL book is solid. Mm-hmm. The again, shout out to the audio book, um, the Fast Track series, and they have fast tracks for all of them. And there is actually like an ebook component when you buy online. I bought mine through Amazon through Audible. Gordo's great.
1: book is great, too.
0: Of course. Well, yeah, he's already using Gordo's book. But yeah. yeah I, well, he
1: said for the tech, but this is for general. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gordo's
0: book is just as good. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. In fact, there, it's it's a lot of personal preference. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are going to like Gordo's book more, and there's some people who like the ARRL book more. Mm-hmm. If you happen to have an HRO or another store that you can go look at the books, you might just want to do that.
1: Okay. Okay. On to my non-ham topics. Rather than using a stroller, my wife and I wore our children for the first two years of their lives. I preferred soft-structured carriers, and my wife preferred wraps. But as our youngest and last is now a full-speed toddler running absolutely everywhere, my wife's $1,000-plus collection of wraps are sitting, gathering dust. While we plan to gift them to our siblings as they start having kids, I'd like to preserve or display them somehow. My wife has heard uh, of people having jewelry made out of them, and I was thinking we could stretch them on frames and hang them on the wall decoratively. The wraps are mostly longer, size 7 through 9, and as blasphemous as it sounds, we could probably shorten them about a foot or so without taking away too much of their utility." Have you heard of anyone in the baby wearing community preserving their wraps like this? The wraps are just so near and dear to our hearts. We'd like a way to remember them by, if that makes sense. If you have any thoughts or ideas, please weigh in. Oh, there are so many things. I was gonna say, is it wild to quilt? To quilt them? You can. I mean, you can make a a wrap quilt that that would be okay. One of the. (laughs) Leia's
0: face makes me think that that may not be where she's going with this.
1: Um. If you've got a size seven through nine, um, and for anybody who doesn't understand baby wraps, uh, they are long sheets of fabric, but they come in various sizes sure. based on. And, what, and we're talking what you prefer. Long
0: length is yeah. the size, right? The width is generally relatively the same. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, essentially, you take these sheets of fabric and you can wrap them around the baby and the mom to create a a carrier. Right. Right. And so different people have different preferences. Some people like much shorter wraps so that they can, um, they can do things like ring slings or they can do, uh, uh, like short ties and things like that. Mm -hmm. The longer ones allow you to do, um, Really cool things. It's almost like origami. Right. It's right. like
0: baby or baby yeah. mommy origami. Okay. Oh, baby mommy origami. Wow. I there just... is
1: an origami owl, I think. That that is okay. Okay. So, yes, I do have lots of ideas on this. Uh, taking a swatch of it and framing it, uh, sure. super great, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have seen with the length of seven to nine, you do have enough space. I would guess to make a small stuffed animal. Oh. Then you could take that animal, give it to your child to give to their child, which that's the first wrap I ever bought. I'm holding on to it for a multitude of future baby projects or just to have the fabric to pass on to the oh, kids. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I have seen people turn them into like um, panels on bags, like decorative Bags. Sure. Uh, actually, a, a Right on the Louis Vuitton, of, just deco yeah. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I have a, a friend of mine who does that, and she's located in Canada, but I think she might have to close her business within the mm.
0: next- Hear me out, hear me out. Ham radio pouch.
1: Wow. Really near and dear to both your hearts
0: mm-hmm. now.
1: How about this? Ham radio sling. You wrap- the radio. Closest to your heart. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: And it is, it's also good for its load bearing. Yes. Yeah, Bring it up high on your the chest. G
1: ninety is you a, can carry
0: a seventy three hundred. That's yeah. lighter than a baby. You got it's no excuse.
1: One hundred.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna start radio wrapping as a as a trend.
1: <laughs> Stay away doing, from my baby. Doing wrapping. soda. Like, mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna radio wrap. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ra- mm-hmm. I'm gonna wrap my QRP radios, maybe even my seventy three hundred. Right. Yeah. Okay. On my chest. I'll mm-hmm. still have my backpack. But it lightens up my back. It evens out the load. Yeah, this is revolutionary. <laughs> I think what we've just done
1: here—you've you've figured it out. Josh.
0: I have. I have.
1: <laughs> I know. For my
0: most precious cargo,
1: the 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 jewelry idea is nice. I've seen some pretty cool jewelry, uh, but honestly, what
0: it, kind of jewelry? I I, I you you can you both said wrap, that
1: you can fabric red jewelry. Fabric
0: wrapped. Wait, oh, so you're you... using a tiny amount of fabric to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I would... Have you thought about bedazzling?
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop giving advice <laughs> on wraps. <You> need... <laughs> Hear me out.
0: Make a jacket.
1: I'm going to bedazzle. Covered in rhinestones. Oh my God. I'm going to be bedazzle one of your radios. It's going to be
0: amazing. How are you going to bedazzle a radio? Just with adhesive?
1: Challenge accepted. Come
0: on. I know you can do it, but... Don't go mess up a radio with a bunch of adhesive.
1: Maybe it adds some uh, DBs, you know?
0: Yeah. probably going to add RFI. <laughs> They're touch activated.
1: <laughs> Tim, I challenge you and your wife to just, whatever you do with the wraps, think about what you want to happen to those pieces of wraps down the line.
0: And whatever you do, don't let Josh give them away to the goodwill. Oh.
1: So many beautiful wraps. Thousands of dollars. Just think
0: of the moms that are like so happy right now.
1: This would literally be like if I went to the garage. No, and I totally took a get it. Random assortment of your radios and decided, here you go, Goodwill. I felt, and then some horrible. ham happens upon them.
0: I would at, get a piece. There would be a little warming of my heart, a, a Grinch that's style. That's the growing, only thing that
1: makes me feel better. That's
0: the only. I know. I the the only, only thing
1: that there must be some mom out there who knows what she found and is just thrilled. At I the score.
0: thought I was doing what you wanted. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of boxes. I grabbed them all. Mm. That's I didn't sure. know. I didn't okay. know. All right. I feel horrible. All of our But worries. it's also a funny joke, but I feel yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of the best jokes are when you feel bad.
1: No, no. It's it's still too fresh. <laughs> still too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Regarding your fitness preparedness target of an eight minute mile from a few weeks ago, I have a question. When you say mile, no. do you mean as a sustained easy speed or as a top speed running at max effort? I ask because in April, once my doctor cleared me to run again after I recovered from knee surgery, I set a goal to run a half marathon and have been slowly building up mileage in hopes to avoid injury. Man, that is that is inspiring. Good job.
0: That's tough, though. Like running is particularly somebody who's gone through knee injury like me. That's the reason I run on a treadmill Mm -hmm. because it has a softer resistance Mm -hmm. running on the road like jacks my knee up real fast. And then I'm on an ice pack.
1: Mm -hmm. Since picking up running, my goal is more about keeping a low heart rate, 50 to 65% of my max heart rate. So my runs are more in the 10 to 12 minute mile per range. A per mile range. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll have to do some speed work after my races this winter. If my question is a bit too pedantic, hopefully this picture of a deer that scared the crap out of me on my long run this weekend will make up for it. I looked down at my phone to rewind last week's podcast to listen to the jerky segment again. And when I looked up, there was a deer about six feet in front of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we both meant a consistent pace throughout to get to eight minute mile we didn't mean like
1: no, don't run a half marathon in 8 minutes
0: no it's, we're it's just about like 8 minute mile which right. is run 1 mile yes. in 8 minutes which like, is a pace that you get to but it's not like we're cruising Right. For three quarters of it and then we sprint, right? That's not what we meant. Right. <laughs> not at I all.
1: mean if somebody were chasing you for a mile.
0: <laughs> that was the that was the thing I remember from the born identity, where he was like, I know that at this altitude I can run for, you know, blah 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 <laughs> and, and without without tiring. And he's like, How do I know that? He doesn't remember his identity. That's, yes. that's the, the yeah. first born identity was pretty Thank
1: good. Thank you for explaining to me the born identity, which I have watched all of all the Did born-
0: you remember the first one? Yeah. Why is that the movie you chose to remember? You oh. are horrible at remembering movies. And that's the one? Yeah. Is it because of Matt Damon?
1: No, it's because of Minnie Driver.
0: She's in...
1: She's in... She was in a what? movie with Matt Damon.
0: Yeah, Good Will Hunting. No. Yes. It, no. Yes.
1: Was it Good Will Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes.
1: I'm thinking about a totally different Minnie Driver movie now. Okay. okay takes place in Ireland. Do you
0: do you like Anyways, apples? I, I got went, her number. How about them apples? I went through a mini driver phase. How many movies has she been in? That must have been a short day. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been a short phase.
1: But then I think I rented the Born Identity. It was one afternoon special. <laughs> because when I ran through the phase. <laughs> because uh Matt Damon happened to be in a mini driver movie so then I ended Yeah,
0: up, it's called Goodwill Hunting. But then
1: I ended up watching Born Identity.
0: <laughs> were you playing 5 degrees of Kevin Bacon? What were you doing?
1: Does Kevin Bacon have COVID? What? What? Like if you're talking about like Degrees of Separation Kevin Bacon. Mhm. Then Kevin Bacon has to have been in contact with quite a few people who have had COVID.
0: Yeah, because what do they say? Like, uh, with Delta, it's 10 people you infect with COVID. Right. And so those 10 people infect 10 people. Right. Kevin Bacon has had COVID a whole lot. (laughs) If you're playing the game.
1: If Kevin Bacon has avoided COVID, which I, I hope he has.
0: That man is like Waldo. (laughs) of covid
1: (laughs) that's who covid's been trying to get all along
0: (laughs) hear me out if we sacrifice kevin bacon to covid (laughs) maybe it'll go away he's a national treasure you leave him alone i thought like paul rudd was the national treasure now
1: what we just give up old national treasures (laughs) when you become a national treasure you just stay a national treasure for the rest of your life like julia roberts
0: all I got to tell you is don't tell Nick Cage about any of this. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get the, the Declaration of Independence. That was half Biden and half uh, <laughs> Nick Cage, I think. But <laughs> this belongs right. in a museum. Wait, that's the wrong. <laughs> that's the wrong relic hunter.
1: I also watched all the National Treasures. Yeah, you did and all then, the Da
0: Vinci Codes, and then. What did you watch after that? The Librarian. Yes. Was it Noel Wild, Wilder, Wilder Noel something? Wiley. Noel Wiley of ER fame.
1: <laughs> Whew.
0: You remember ER and that's how you get to George Clooney.
1: Okay. Right. Ahead. All right. I'm following.
0: Is he in Nick, was he in a Nick Cage movie? He's got to be in a Nick Cage movie. Not Nick Cage. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Uh, I feel like I can get there.
1: No, let's not do that. I
0: feel I can get there by tremors, but I'm not gonna keep going. <laughs> See, this is this is ADD right now. This is <laughs>
1: uh, so Tim, yes, uh eight eight-minute mile sustained over the course oh, of the mile. Oh we're talking about miles, like somebody, yes. All right, right. <laughs> like somebody is chasing you for a mile. Just Anyways. a
0: sustained chase. Yes. Right.
1: Uh Tim signs off. Anyways, I've done my best to build it up rather than <laughs> rather than shoring it up. So I'll save additional commentary for a later podcast.
0: For Thank a later you. email in this podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank both of you for the community that you've made. And as always, I look forward to listening to both of you on Saturday morning, eight miles this week. Good for you. Hashtag 1X crew, hashtag build it up. <laughs> and that's from Tim, call sign pending. Man, Tim, congratulations.
0: Congratulations.
1: The next email is titled All in the Family Update. And this is from Charlie.
0: Hey, Charlie.
1: Uh, oh, Charlie and Chrissy. Oh. Ah. Greetings, Leia and Josh. I do apologize for the length of the email. I hope all is well. I had emailed earlier in the year about my wife and her father-in-law getting their tech, and I upgraded to extra.
0: Hey. Oh, there's two. There's three. Wow. There you go.
1: Congratulations on all congrats. of congrats I am continuing to work on my father and sister-in-law to get their tickets. My wife and father-in-law will upgrade to general before the end of the year.
0: Okay, well, make sure you email back for for the drop.
1: Yeah. Leia, I felt the general material was easier than the tech material due to the fact I had been watching ham YouTube videos for two years. I can see that.
0: I can see that. Um, Yeah, I can see that. Because a lot of stuff we do is Mm HF-oriented. It really is. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I was already familiar with a lot of the concepts. I originally said I would never get my extra to do the math. With Ham Study, I learned the material and memorized the harder questions. I found it easier to take a keyword out of the question and match it to the correct answer.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you never get hit with that many math questions, too. Remember, they're only going to pull two questions from, well, a little bit. I think it's actually, no, it works out to two. Does it? It might. Maybe not. You only get a couple of questions from each um, section. Right. And there are some that are way math heavier. So okay. you're going to dodge a lot of math. And you could get all of them wrong and still pass.
1: Depends on how it shuffles up. Okay. All right. In talking with my wife, one of the things that got her interested in ham radio is the idea that we are self-supported communication. Yes. We... That's... Yes. Yes. <laughs> We experienced the AT&T Christmas Day outage, and her sister went through the snow-slash-cold event in Texas. I think these events help wake people up to the fragility of our communication system. Good. I like to think and hope that COVID shortages will encourage people to have more items on hand in their homes. For sure, toilet paper.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, And that still just boggles my mind that that was the thing that people were like, no. We gotta get all this toilet paper. Remember the gas shortage where people were filling up shopping bags with gas? Ah, that's a that's, that's a just, real that's hot,
1: a Darwin hot one. Award waiting to happen.
0: <laughs> Man,
1: my wife also enjoys listening to y'all's podcast. I don't think she would uh, be up for some of the more ham technical podcast. Hi, Chrissy. Thanks for listening. Hey,
0: Chrissy. Thanks.
1: I also want to give my full recommendation for the instant pot. I asked for one for Christmas for a while. We got one two years ago, mm-hmm. a XL size with a nonstick insert. Oh. Most of this year we have been redoing our kitchen. This meant we didn't have our range or oven. Oh. We survived with the Instant Pot. It did everything we needed it to do and more. It's a great asset in the kitchen. This is so true because what people don't realize is that you can also sauté in the instant pot. There's Particularly
0: with a- that nonstick. I was just thinking that. I'm like, most of the stuff we cook in it, we don't need the nonstick. But if mm-hmm. you start getting more.
1: You could do eggs. You could do like. Sure. Because it just yeah, gets hot. Exactly. You it's could
0: leave the lid off of it and cook so with it. So
1: versatile. So versatile. Uh, I have a question for Josh. I don't think I will purchase the G-Sock for the G90. Good call. But do you have any updated thoughts on the device? I feel like a lot of the review videos were right when it came out and needed some software updates.
0: I have not. I have paid a bit of, attention, uh, of tension attention yeah, to the updates. You really
1: stressed out. I slightly. Did A
0: little bit. Um, to the, the G-Sock. And there have been updates along the way. I don't know that it's there yet still and and at some point and i'm not saying that this is a chinese thing specifically but it seems like many of the radios that come out of china they lose their firmware um intensity to Mm. get updates there are some radios that have a longevity to them like the g90 that have a really broad appeal that gets firmware updates I feel like the g sock is kind of on the hairy edge of getting abandoned, but I don't know. So hmm. yeah, those are my thoughts.
1: Charlie says, unfortunately, I'm not a 1X listener. When I started listening to podcasts with the Dave Ramsey show, I have always been at 1.5X. That's okay. You know, uh, and I also used to listen to Dave Ramsey. I think if anybody is struggling with uh, saving mm-hmm. or getting out of debt, he's a great resource.
0: Here's the thing. I don't want to see you on the street wearing the shirt. (laughs) Okay. Let me just say that right up front. Okay. I don't want you to pretend to be a 1X crew listener. Wow. I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) Wow.
0: By the way, the 1X crew shirt, hamtactical.com. There's two, right? There's two. Yes. But the the best one is the the Motley crew, like metal shirt. I think that's, yeah. Because they're
1: hardcore. The point, of the, the point of the shirt they're is with that the they're bands. hardcore. They're with the yes. band.
0: <laughs> I, I had to like explain that multiple times to people. Like at <laughs> uh, at at Hamvention, somebody somebody said, "Where were we?" It was either at the Monsanto campsite, or we were we were no. You know what? It was on the show floor. Somebody said, "Hey," because I got a ton of people that came up and said they like the podcast more than my videos straight wow. up unabashed and I looked at them and I'm like you're dead to me. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't do that. And as they were walking away they were like, one X crew. And then like Kyle, I think it was Kyle. He's like, ha, ha, what? And I'm like, no, it's that's a that's a thing we say on the on the podcast. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, there's we got shirts. And he's like, but what do you mean? And I'm like, well Sterling um has a tendency to speed up the yes. podcast.
1: This is definitely one that is good for Sterling because I think I'm I'm lagging pretty hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I showed him the shirt. He's like, who designed this? And I'm like, Leia did. It's based off of like iconic band shirts. And it, and the series is called I'm With The Bands.
1: Oh, your your Huntsville shirt.
0: No, well, the Huntsville shirt is the, is oh, the Beach the Boys. the 1X crew shirt. The, the 1X crew. Okay. And, and I showed him both. And he was like, these are amazing. Who did this? And I was like, Leia did. Yeah. He's like, wow, these are really impressive. And well, I'm
1: thank like, you. Thanks, so, yeah. Kyle, for yeah. never going to Ham Tactical ever before. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: like, I, like, I want to buy this shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> cool, man. Thank you. <laughs> it was really funny.
1: Hey, Kyle. Hey. hey. <laughs> Thanks for your first visit to <laughs> Ham Tactical.
0: You got to put the podcast on Ham Tactical and just like plays the Hey Kyle until <laughs> he finally shows up. Like website websites in the Web 1.0 day where you went there and it's like, welcome.
1: <laughs> like MySpace.
0: No, th- even before MySpace. You remember the Web 1, 1.0 yeah. days where it was like the, the, you used to use a tile this big and you just repeated it over and over on your <laughs> website. Uh-huh. It was like the black background with the bubbles. Sure. And then you'd have like the flaming skull that would go like, ah. Like over and over again.
1: I need to find an archive of these websites. It feels like
0: anything that was on GeoCities was like all that, yes. all that. Yes, that was the the jam. And then you had like a blog ring. Remember the blog rings? We way before Zanga.
1: Yes. No. Blog yes. rings. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Charlie and Chrissy sign off. Thank you for pouring. Thank you for pouring into this hobby and creating a great community. Charlie, A-D-4-C-H, and Chrissy, K-O-4-N-X-B.
0: Right on. I'm going to click next on the blog roll. Oh, I'm on the style (laughs) project. How did I get here? What's this about?
1: The next email is titled, Choose Violence.
0: (laughs) Okay. Here we go.
1: And this is from Jason. Leia and Staff. Which Jason? Uh, Jason Hammock Radio. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Big hand to Josh for making it to Huntsville and live streaming the event, as well as the other YouTubers. It was nice to follow along virtually to see everyone. I hope to get a chance to all meet up next year at Hamvention.
0: That's where I met Jason, at Hamvention, at the brewery. It was great.
1: Speaking of next year, my wife and I are all aboard with the ham cruise. What would make it killer is if you had a ham escape room on the boat as an event everyone could take part in. Pair that with a special t-shirt and something like a life buoy on with HRCC DX ham cruise along the top and escape 2022 along the bottom.
0: <laughs> in the middle. No, I love it. I love Have it, a cartoon
1: but... beach island with a palm tree and a bowfang propped against it with a piña colada in the sand next to it. I like it. All great ideas. Jason. I just don't know
0: that we're going to be able to do an escape room on the ship. It's I, true. I don't know that they're going to give us that much latitude. That's true. By the way, it's we have we don't have updates on the cruise. We should probably mention that because we've gotten a lot of questions on that.
1: Yes, we're uh, we're still
0: working with Don.
1: No, with Mike.
0: Sorry, Mike. Um, but everybody, keep in mind that when before we started, we started talking about this before Delta kicked up. Yeah, we all believe that this is all gonna get sorted out. You know, by the time hopefully, the well that's the hope. The hope mm-hmm. I said hope. Yeah. That that that's where we're gonna be, so we're we're still gonna keep planning as though it's a thing. I we just need to talk to Mike and then we'll get it. We'll get an update to everybody, but we're 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 pretty close to the point that we gotta you know, right cut bait, you know that kind of thing.
1: Okay. On another note, or la- fish.
0: Cut Sorry, bait was, or fish. Cut bait means you're not gonna fish. <laughs> right. We're gonna right. fish. We want to fish.
1: On another note, last week's episode got heated after a tirade about ice cream cake. <laughs> Yes.
0: And And the debate rages on. I, 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 I believe that there are more people team York. Yes. Than they were team not York, which I guess is my team. Okay. But I think. No, there are you're more. not going to win this one. We are. Yeah, there no. are more Baskin-Robbins. No, Robbins. because yeah.
1: Baskin-Robbins cake is terrible. No,
0: it's not. It's, it's too
1: much cake. Fantastic. And frozen like, cake is not delicious it's unless two it's two mostly inches of ice cream. I, th- it's, I think it's, it's maybe as an inch It's much of half. cake as it is ice cream.
0: No, definitely not. And okay. as someone who's made those cakes, did the edging on those cakes, frosted those cakes, it is not. Well, maybe, no question. maybe it's back maybe in a your third.
1: day. <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm saying that maybe a big they-
0: Big Baskin Robbins <laughs> keeps increasing the cake to cut back on ice cream. Is this the conspiracy
1: yes. chat that we're? This yes. is Baskin
0: Robbins conspiracy. Yes. Uh-huh. Good, yeah, okay, yeah. great. All right, now. So, by the way, I still remember the name of the person who decorated the cakes at Baskin Robbins. Okay. She never scooped un- a-, a scoop of ice cream. She only did cakes. Her name was Stella. Okay. Shout out to Stella. I don't know why that name just hit me, but it's stuck in my head. Stella was amazing. Didn't speak the best English. Okay. And I don't speak the best Spanish by any means. But um she was awesome. She was funny. Oh my gosh. So witty. Anyway, this is the whole thing I'm going it's, off on a tirade. She's right now.
1: so witty, but she didn't understand
0: her. <laughs> no, she understood. She just couldn't speak very well. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Got she it. she would she would say like a couple of quips. And they're just so, like, just biting funny, <laughs> funny quips, man. Stella was sweet. Stella was awesome.
1: Well, Jason continues, Leia moonlighting as a programmer. This resulted in a comment from Josh that gave me another T-shirt idea. Mm. A shirt with a record button in the middle and two bowfangs fangs with the Abris sword antennas crossed over the record button. Above says, HRCC podcast. Click record. And below it says, choose violence.
0: <laughs> but the Abri the, uh, antennas are actually sharpened into blades, each one of them. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. This is an idea, Jason. Great ideas happening here.
0: I, I, like, I like that. That. <laughs> Jason says, you know where to send the shirt.
1: <laughs> Keep the show coming. That's pretty
0: good, actually. The drawing of the abris, I might have to draw them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, feel free. One point two x crew.
0: One point two x. Interesting. I wonder yeah. what that sounds like. <laughs> and it's that's, probably fine. Probably that's very from, little distortion. Yeah. Yeah. Not it's not no. that one point five stuff.
1: <laughs> I don't even know
0: what that sounds like.
1: Jason K eight T S G hammock radio. All right. Thank you. And and he in his taglines it says resonate radiate propagate.
0: Yes. <laughs> I had a bunch of people come up to me at Hamvention with those shirts on Leah. Really? Yep. And they're like this is this is the best. This is my favorite shirt you guys have ever made. And I was like
1: that's wow. Right.
0: And then I that hurt, I posted that. the picture on Instagram. Uh-huh. And somebody said, "Who came up with this idea? This is amazing." And I said, "I did." It hurts me a little. I did.
1: <laughs> it hurts me a little.
0: It would have almost been better right. if it was, like, needlepoint looking. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Dude, it's good. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a... Uh, anyway, keep I, going. I it works on so many levels. I can the
1: response that this shirt got when, like, I, I put so much effort into the Huntsville Hamfest shirt. You did. And and people were like, this is amazing. I love the Beach Boys and ham radio.
0: People love the Beach Boys and ham radio. Yeah, This is true.
1: This is what I wanted to hear, you know?
0: But then there's resonate, radiate, propagate.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jason. The next email is titled Mass Ham Fest. It's not what you think. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's not Massachusetts.
1: Oh, it is what you think. Okay. <laughs>
0: What do you think I bet?
1: Very large ham fest. <laughs> <laughs> Mass ham fest.
0: And here the gravity is stronger. <laughs> what?
1: What? What is happening? And this is from Russ. Hey guys, so I attended my first in-person ham fest since the panorama began. Okay. I was also able to meet the volunteer HRCC producer, Nate.
0: Oh, What? So, oh, that's right. They were all yes. there. Yes, 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 yes.
1: So I was planning on getting there around 07 30 ish when that didn't happen due to Mini Me not wanting to be awake. We arrived and saw someone who was wearing the 1X Crew shirt, which I gathered was Nate. I was right. <laughs> Much that's to awesome. my dismay, many of the vendors and tailgaters pulled out at the last minute. Oh. Uh. I don't even believe we had enough VEs to hold a test (gasps) session. Oh, no. That is really sad. We had maybe 20 people there and three-ish or so vendors. Oh, man. I'm so sorry, guys. There was a guy there selling Thermotrons vacuum tubes valves for $5 a piece for uh, NOS, NOS. I have been to HamFest where I could buy a box of assorted tubes, 30 plus tubes, for about $20. I believe Nate said it best. The longer a person holds an item, the more value it has when they go to sell it.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's pretty accurate. Nate, you are uh, that's a, that's a Poignant. wise little, Yes, I like that. Even though the ham fest brevity.
1: wasn't great, it allowed me the opportunity to get out and ham it up. Meet fellow HRCC listeners and well spend some quality time with my son. I even made my first contact on a lonely band, uh, one and one quarter meters. Hmm. Huh. Josh, thank you for your comments about my mobile installation recommendations. However, I don't speak D Star or Yesu System Fusions, so the majority of Yesu iCOM and even Kenwood products would not be applicable for my needs. I'm more of a DMR, P twenty five, and analog type of guy, hence the radios I listed. Josh
0: Oh, I see. Oh, okay. That was a mis that was a misstep on my part. Misunderstood okay. the question. All right. Sorry about that.
1: Do you have a a better you want to no Okay. Josh. I okay.
0: mean, I, I'm not in love with the DMR mobiles. Okay. That, that DB25D, I, I think is cheap enough that you can play in that space and it's effective in a mobile, particularly if you put a good mobile antenna behind it. And it's small enough. You can do all kinds of stuff, fun stuff, like put it in a power wheels. That's right. a thing you can do. Um, <laughs> Also, I would if you like analog, I would look towards the, the higher wattage output analogs. There are some analogs that will do like 65 to 80 watts output. If you really like doing simplex, which is what I like to do, um, or repeaters for that matter, uh, that, that, that would be a fun thing to look at.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, Russ wraps it up saying, Josh, hope you had a great trip beyond what we saw.
0: I did. I really did.
1: Leah, hope you had a calm and relaxing as much as possible with Two Little Boys weekend. She did not. I did not. (laughs) No. Thank you for the good wishes, though. 73, Russ, KC5, CNT. You know, it wasn't that it was a bad weekend. I Mm -hmm. obviously missed you, Mm -hmm. but it was a lot of prep for the first day of school. Yeah, it really was.
0: That was really an inopportune time for me to leave. Yeah. I I admit that fully.
1: I did get a lot of help that weekend, though. My sister came and helped with the boys. Great. And my mom helped. And,
0: Big shout you know. out to the fam.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, and I think a hot tip. Uh, I know not, tip. not everybody is lucky enough to do this. But when you have kids, mm-hmm. move close to family that you can trust. You know, and the that's honestly what keeps us from
0: leaving California, yeah, to be honest with you.
1: Your parenting experience will be so much better if, and again... I apologize for anybody who doesn't have yeah, the this, kind of family. Yeah, this that, this is kind of treading into yeah.
0: that area a little bit. Um, and sorry, everybody, that, you know...
1: But, really, find... If you don't have family like that, find people like this. Get a
0: tribe. Yeah. But there's nobody you can trust like family. It's it's really true. Yeah. I hate, you know, I, I mean, again, everybody doesn't have... Well, it depends. Have, people, yeah. Again, the...
1: It's specific,
0: tough. you know, yeah. we're being yeah.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> once you pop, the fun don't stop.
1: Thank you so much, Russ, for that email. Uh, the next email is titled "Great meeting you," and oh. this is from
0: Carl. Oh, so now we're getting so now we're into Ooh. this week, possibly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm assuming, maybe.
1: Absolutely. Hello, Leia and Josh. Josh, I just wanted to say that it was great meeting you this weekend at Huntsville Hamfest. Huntsville Hamfest. Huntsville. Uh, Love. People did
0: have a little bit of fun on my behalf on, on that one. <laughs> They did.
1: Do they follow you around with the Roger Strick song?
0: <laughs> no, but that would have been funny if somebody did that on my live stream Like I came up playing it. That would have been hilarious. So you guys gotta be a little bit more punchy with these jokes. I'm not gonna get upset for most of the stuff, I promise.
1: <laughs> Love the podcast and all your YouTube content. Thanks again for all you do for us, Kurt K A five. IPW and this is a, he's attached a picture
0: of himself with you and oh, Jason. And Jason. Yeah. Where were we there? Hold on. Hold that up again. I don't know. Oh, times. that was in front of Giga Parts. Okay.
1: All good times. Right on. Alright. Thank you so much, Kurt. The next email is titled Well, you asked for counting set to music. So here's a cherry and daddy's we i can't. hate that name demonstrating uh oh,
0: we man. can't play kind Why i
1: dry beer well, i'm doing it again and the song it, there's a- the ding dong daddy of the d car line we cannot we cannot play this That's on the podcast why
0: roger is so amazing he says you can play the songs we're, we're authorized to play his music yes. he says <laughs> yes you can absolutely play these So that's why we do. Uh, We cannot play copyrighted music. Yeah. Also, Kraftwerk Numbers is another one that I totally forgot. I'm a big Kraftwerk fan. Kraftwerk is uh, pre-Electronica in electronic music in a lot of ways. People, anyway, keep going.
1: This song has been stuck in my head since that first email listed its bullet points in German. But now I have to wonder if the Ding Dong Daddy was making a Toda was making Toda contacts as he rode along the D car line. We might have to add 90 swing revival to the list of topics that the podcast is secretly about.
0: Were you? So I don't know if California was the hub of the swing revival, like the rockabillies thing, oh, but it was, it was definitely so big.
1: Popular and one of the and ska yeah. But one of the best things you could do if you lived in the Southern California area on a weekend and you mm-hmm. were into swing was go to Disneyland. Oh,
0: yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was a whole I mean they'd all get rockabillied out and stuff like that and go. there. Was it
1: the plaza pavilion that they'd clear out the the area and people would be able to swing?: You're
0: talking and, about Carnations Plaza?:
1: Oh, um, is it Carnation Plaza? on
0: Main off of Main Street before yeah. you get to the mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. That does not exist anymore. I mean, the the restaurant exists, but the swing nights don't exist anymore. All
0: that's left is the bikers.
1: (laughs) All the Disney cuts.
0: (laughs) All the Disney cuts. That's a real thing, by the way. People wear cuts, like biker cuts. Because they're in Disney Disney. clubs. There's a Disney biker club. There's Disney
1: gangs, essentially. It's
0: a Disney gang.
1: Yeah, there's but there's many different Disney gangs with many different. And
0: kinds. then they get together and strike each other with plastic lightsabers.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, uh-huh, I cut you. Uh, they get they get patches for every time they shiva. <laughs> One of the furries.
0: One of the furries.
1: <laughs> One of the characters.
0: I hope they're not shanking furries. Those are humans inside, not cast members. They're 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 more dead than human.
1: But they're like, they're like Peter Pan. <laughs> ha ha, I shanked you.
0: Um, no, instead of getting the uh, jailhouse teardrop to signify they killed somebody, it's a jailhouse um, Mickey Mouse head.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like uh, Cry Baby. Cry Mickey. No. Cry Mickey. Yes. Good. <laughs> Johnny Depp from Crybaby played as Mickey Mouse.
1: Amazing. <laughs>
0: That is a Preston. kitschy movie. Have you seen that? Crybaby? Yes. Wait, you haven't seen Crybaby? <laughs> I have. No, you haven't.
1: Most definitely.
0: <laughs> I know I made you watch Pink Flamingos.
1: I had already seen Pink Flamingos.
0: Before me? Really? I watched what it What kind of with weirdo were you hanging out with before Will me? Beatty. Oh, Will Beatty. Oh, Will Be. Oh, definitely uh-huh. Will. Yes, yeah. definitely Will. Yes, Will. Okay. <laughs> Crybaby is not nearly that weird, but it's kind of weird.
1: Okay. Well... Preston signs off. No worries if you don't want to play the song on the podcast. I'm allergic to penicillin, but not to bees. 73 <laughs> Preston kf
0: Thank you for that. Thank D-L-Y. you. D L Y. I would love to play the song, but it's copyright, so we can't. Yeah.
1: Yes. The next email is titled Josh is Wrong. Mm. And this is from Greg. Sacre Blue brace yourself, Baskin-Robbins ice cream cakes suck.
0: No, they don't. You're the wrong. The Carvel
1: is far superior. It's just, I... Of course, everyone is welcome to their opinion, no matter how wrong it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Greg. Thank you.
0: I'm, I'm You're straight wrong. up like it's yeah. not a cake.
1: Carvel is a cake.
0: Okay, so we're all going to go down to Rouse and get a mashed potato cake? What? What? It's just mashed potato, shaped in the size of a cake, frosted.
1: Have you ever seen... A An artisan cheesecake?
0: Is that a cake? Yes. Or is it just cheese in the shape of a cake?
1: It already comes in the shape of a cake. They've just tiered, stacked it.
0: This is like. <laughs> this is like is chaotic. Is cheesecake not a cake? I think Carvel is. Is
1: cheesecake not a cake?
0: Answer me. Cheesecake <laughs> can be a cake. I don't have a problem with cheesecake. It is. Being then a cake. why
1: isn't Carvel a cake?
0: Cheesecake is not ice cream. You have to bake it.
1: What does that have to do with it? You don't just it? go
0: raw dog into a cheesecake You pre-bake. can do
1: a no-bake cheesecake. Does that make that's it less jello of a cheesecake? Based. That's
0: jello-based. That's jello-based. But
1: does that now not make it a cake?
0: I would argue that's more of a pie at that point. <sighs> because there are plenty of pies that are gelatin-based or pudding-based. That's more of a pudding-based confection. A Carvel cake in the cake like term the pantheon. There is
1: literally cake in the middle, and it is formed into a cake, and it is frosted like a cake. Why the, the, are you having such a hard time?
0: If you, with the at, if you were to look at cake, and you had like you provide the like good neutral chaotic like alignment to it, Carvel cakes would be chaotic evil, straight up. What? Yeah, in the D and D pantheon of good and good, neutral, chaotic, or evil, um, definitely chaotic evil. It's not a cake. It is a cake. It's not a cake. <sighs> There's no part of it that's baked. The cake crumbs in the middle. You're talking about they put crumbs in it, and that's how they can call it a cake. They're crumbles
1: in the so middle. So you're saying
0: you, they're You're saying that it's a cake because it has a loophole. In a thin thumbnail thickness in the middle. And it's shaped
1: like a cake and frosted like a cake. So
0: the shape is what matters to you. So as long as it's cake shaped. Sure. Is that more important than the crumbles, the cake shape? Yes. So you can make anything a cake then? Yes. Shoe polish is a cake.
1: It wouldn't be delicious, but could be a cake.
0: This is just, again, chaotic evil. That's, <laughs> yes, you just, you, you proved my point.
1: Greg continues. Yes,
0: thank you, Greg. As
1: a Grape Nuts fan, I finally figured out your problem. You guys are eating it completely wrong. There should be fairly equal ratio of sugar to cereal. Every soon <laughs> Equal? <laughs> it's a one-to-one match? Every soon is a mixture of cereal. I want to feel
0: my blood.
1: And a slurry of sugar and milk. When you are finished with the cereal, you will have a milk with a layer of sugar on the bottom of the bowl. But you don't want to be wasteful. You have to drink the
0: milk and sugar. Oh, (laughs) gosh. And he is chaotic evil. See, this is where we're... See, I'm I'm painting a picture. The podcast listener, tell me I'm wrong. How
1: you feel about about ice cream cake will determine your D character your,
0: your, your alignment yeah you're all necromancers right now
1: <laughs> well we can bring back the dead
0: so yeah you with your cake
1: <laughs> yeah. because it's so delicious go carvel
0: <laughs> even though just full evil
1: <laughs> even though josh was so wrong about the ice cream cake I still value his opinion on radio.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you can be objective enough to disagree with my ridiculous.
1: Not me. We're getting a totally
0: unrelated, (laughs) totally not important (laughs) beliefs on cake. Because none of that's important. This is us just like just.
1: You tell that to the judge.
0: (laughs) Well, I see. He said he does not prefer a Carvel ice cream cake. I think. Wait, why are we in the South for our divorce? <laughs> well, Lay Le, like I had to change a venue to be more appropriate with my peers, which are Carvel lovers. Because <laughs> I like, where is Car like where is Carvel a big thing? Is it the it South was East Coast? <laughs> well, we're pretty close to the South at that point, Lay. I, I mean, whoa,
1: you, whoa.
0: I said we're pretty close. We're in California, Leah. Oh,
1: I thought you were talking we're about the California. East Coast Leia. is close
0: to the South. We're in California. Anything on the East Coast is closer to the South than we are.
1: All right. Well, okay. As Anyways. I learned
0: this weekend, the United States is a big place. It's true. If you have to go to both ends to get back to the middle, <laughs> you start to appreciate <laughs> And I appreciate that Alabama is closer to the East Coast, for sure. But even then, you start to appreciate how big this damn country is. They rerouted your flight. I was going through Houston. Literally, a slight dog-leg bend to get me into Alabama.
1: But no, it's more efficient to take you from the West Coast to the East Coast and then to the South.
0: And don't get me wrong. I like Dulles. Dulles is remember. I sent you the pictures of the Dulles terminal when you enter uh-huh. that big like taco shaped roof. Yeah, and it just goes on forever. It's so big. It's 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 one of those structures where it's so big that your eyes almost can't process the size of it. You know what I mean.
1: But did it have good tacos?
0: I, I didn't get back into the I didn't get back into mm. the terminal because I wasn't ticketing. You never get in the. You're only there for ticketing.
1: All right. Well,
0: I do love that terminal though. Man, that thing's cool.
1: Greg says I'm going to be buying my first mobile dual band for the car. Good. I was thinking of either the FTM 300 DR or the FTM 400 XDR. Mm-hmm. To my newbie eyes, it seems like they're pretty similar. They are. I know the 400 has a touchscreen, and the 300 has Bluetooth. It looks like they each have close to the same size font, and I don't really care about touchscreens. If you were to buy a new mobile radio tomorrow, would it be the 300 or the 400, and why? The 400. And why?
0: And the font is not the same size. And why? (laughs) The font is not the same size. It is actually a bigger screen with bigger font The controls... I, I know you said you don't care about the touchscreen. That's great. Um, you don't have to really use the touchscreen that much. Well, I guess you do in some cases. Um, no, I would get the FTM 400. It's easier to control from my point of view. And I'm not going to use Bluetooth with my radio. Okay. In the car.
1: Well, Greg signs off 73, Greg, N3 GDS. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Hope that answers your question. Let I us know so. what you bought.
0: The cake? We're no, still talking the about radio. The cake? Okay.
1: He already told you about the cake.
0: I, I'm you telling wrong. you, I don't think I don't think enough people have tried the Baskin-Robbins sponge cake with the pralines and cream on it. And I appreciate it's a custom job, but you're not doing custom jobs with Carvel.
1: It's just good right out the gate.
0: Because what? Baskin-Robbins is neutral good.
1: You can actually get a custom Carvel cake. We just don't live in an area that,
0: that okay. you Okay, fair enough, fair yep. enough.
1: Uh, the next email is uh, from Russ. He provided audio drops, which it sounds like you used.
0: I used one. I can only get one to work, and I sent him a message, and we'll try and sort out the rest.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Russ? We'll work this out before we will work share. it out. Yeah. Thank you. The next email is titled, The Price is Right, and this is from Vern.
0: Hi, Leia. Oh, okay. Vern. What's okay. up, Vern? <laughs>
1: First, I have to say thank you for letting Josh come play radio with us all at the Huntsville Hamfest. It was a great time meeting everyone and cementing new friendships and old alike.
0: Vern was my favorite new person I met. I, I I don't even like to, like say, "Oh, this is my favorite." like I don't even say that with my children. And that's when you're supposed to be really picking a favorite with your children, right. <laughs> Vern was freaking amazing. Such a cool dude. Vern, I'm so glad you came out. You were you were like down for whatever we were doing and it was awesome and it was great to hang out with you. All of you were great to hang out with. Um but keep going with the with the Vern.
1: Okay. I took this photo of Josh on Saturday morning at the Hamfest. I told him it reminded me of the Little Alps mountain climber dude from the Price Is Right yep. cliffhanger game. Yep, I remember. No, I, I don't think he was too amused,
0: but no, at least I, he didn't. I thought it was hilarious.
1: At least he didn't start yodeling.
0: <laughs> no, and I think he was. He was like, "What's the game from?" It was something, and we worked through. Like, I'm to just explain it. He's like, "It's an Alpen climber." I'm like, "Oh, it's from Price Is Right."
1: It's that show you watch when you're homesick. yes and then the guy who used to host wanted to
0: like touch your animal's genitals at the end (laughs) or take them away i don't know what's going on
1: and he also has a notorious history of groping women and lying (laughs) you know that
0: right yes okay
1: in all seriousness, though, it was a great time, and I was so blessed to have met everyone there. I can't wait for Orlando Hamcation in February.
0: Straight up, um, Vern showed up when we went to the Monsanto Pavilion. Which
1: Monsanto was Pavilion.
0: The Mon- well, it's a pavilion at the Monsanto Campground, okay, like a like a party pavilion.
1: Is it Monsanto?
0: It's M O N T E. Okay. S A N O.
1: So not Monsanto.
0: No. Okay. Mon Mont Sano. Sano. Okay. He rolled up with a Yeti cooler. What? Full of Texas micropose. <gasps> yeah, it was sweet. It was sweet.
1: What a guy.
0: Yeah, it was it was awesome.
1: Thanks for bringing some back. Among
0: many other things. Thanks Vern for, was amazing. Thanks
1: for bringing some back, Josh. Real solid. Well, I had also no ribs.
0: You you, you so. know how big my bag is. <laughs> you know I'm trying to travel so that nobody takes my bag. They still took my bag and put it underneath that puddle jumper. But uh, bag came out okay. So I'm I'm fine. But you know what? You know how I travel. I try and travel light. You know
1: somebody did take somebody's bag.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Eric at, uh, oh, at Radio Concept. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. When when he was telling that story, when we were on the uh, live stream after that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was chatting in the chat room because I do a lot of like looking at the comments and I'll chat in the chat room. Hey, if somebody replied to this comment kind of thing. And I told Eric, I'm like, dude, you need to get like a tile for your bag. And he was like, what's a tile? Uh,
1: like the thing that finds.
0: Yeah, It's like your, yeah. your phone. Yeah. And I sent him the link and he's like, see, that's why you're like the technology guy. I'm like, <laughs> Thanks, man.
1: Thanks. Let me blow your mind with the Apple version. Oh, of the Apple the version.
0: You put it in your wife's car.
1: You did. <laughs> you tracked me without telling me.
0: <laughs> I wanted to see if it would notify you and it did. It actually did. Like way late. Yeah, well. You know. It
1: notified me on my watch too. On my phone. It was it was like, hey.
0: Hey, somebody's hey. tracking you.
1: <laughs> danger. Danger.
0: Stranger danger.
1: Well, uh, Vern continues. I do want to tell two quick stories, though. Story number one. I was injured pretty severely way back in 2005 and dealt with total paralysis until 2009 after multiple spinal cord injuries. Man. I walk OK now several times using a cane, but have real trouble walking long distances and can almost never do stairs. That's quite a recovery, Vern.
0: It is. Well done. That's a and real I forgot testament about that. to your will. And that damn uh, campus um, 805 has some stairs. Mm. And I took the group through an area with stairs and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. I'm so sorry, Vern.
1: On one occasion while in Huntsville, the gang was all walking from one bar to another. Yeah, They trekked around the building to find an entrance that didn't require us to go through the first bar that we had issues with. When we finally reached the other entrance, there were stairs. Uh, I'm sorry, Vern. It was a long walk, and I was already uncomfortable. I had left my cane in the truck. When we reached the stairs, I had to walk back around to the front to enter the building. It was, at this point, a person could really see the genuine, caring nature of Adam K6, ARK. Adam is an amazing young man. He has the heart, he has a he heart does. the size of Texas. He somehow noticed I was uncomfortable and walked by my side all the way back around to the front entrance. I didn't want to be a burden to anyone and could have probably made it just fine. But the fact that Adam picked up on my discomfort and walked alongside me to be sure I was okay was truly a blessing. Good friends are people who go out of their way noticing others and helping if needed. Adam's heart is too good to be a good friend to all he meets
0: it's totally true adam is 100 percent an amazing yeah person.
1: i mean you can tell he he oh. really puts a lot of care into everything he does
0: somebody who spent, spends as much time doing search and rescue to bring right. people out of horrible situations mm-hmm. for free he's a volunteer yes like that is i mean come on
1: I saw his caring nature on several occasions while in Huntsville. I just wanted to thank him for the care, concern, and friendship. He is gold in my He book.
0: is. 100%. That's amazing. Totally.
1: Story number two. I was driving home from Huntsville on Monday. <laughs> it turned out to be about 17.5 hours in a single day with stops for fuel and food. I was getting super sleepy at one point and turned on your podcast from last week and was motoring along. I was doing okay, still kind of tired from the road when all of a sudden Josh played the sound drop for a new ham. That horn thing, oh my gosh, my heart about jumped out of my chest. I was awake now. I didn't expect that horn at all, but what a good way to get the blood pumping and awake. I will close now, as this is probably over long, but thanks again for allowing Josh to come out to play. He is an amazing fella, and I'm blessed to have met him in person finally. 73 kv 56
0: ix is an amazing story about Adam, and everything you said is 100% true. And everybody should go subscribe again to k 6 Ark radio. Please his, look him up and subscribe to him.
1: His videos are amazing. And if you watch that panel, his
0: his production level is fantastic. Yes. It is way better than mine, for sure. Yes.
1: Real. I mean, no offense, Josh, but no some yeah. serious artistry.
0: Yes. Like an actual He he is he is actually skilled in using a camera to paint a story with it. Yeah. Just totally. Agree. Such a great person. He really deserves everything. And please go subscribe to him.
1: Thank you, Vern.
0: And thank you, Vern. Uh, Seriously, Vern is an amazing person, too. I can't say enough about him. What a great guy. Welcome to day two. Take this opportunity to get yourself a drink, have a potty break.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not if you're driving, though.
0: (laughs) You, You know. Maybe you're equipped for that. I don't know. All right. Got a Gatorade bottle? Handy? No problem. Well, Leah, what's the next email?
1: This email is titled, A Thank You, Various Feedback, and a Merch Idea. What? And this is from Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Leah and Josh. I recently started listening to the podcast and wanted to let you know how much I've been enjoying it and to say thank you for the time you take making it for us.
0: Well, thank you. You're so welcome. It's a labor of love.
1: What? One thing in particular is that since getting my general a couple of years ago, I've been thinking about learning CW, but wasn't sure how to get started. And the episode you guys talked to the guys from the Long Island CW Club That's it. inspired me to finally take the plunge. My straight key and practice oscillator from CWMorse.us are arriving in the mail tomorrow. Congrats. This is especially exciting to me as my great grandfather was a railroad telegrapher.
0: Yeah, you got it, telegrapher, yeah, okay.
1: yeah. not
0: telegrapher. What do you think sounds better?
1: In <laughs> In Pennsylvania, and his key is still in the family, so nice. I look forward to one day getting on the air with Grandpa Albert's key.
0: That's my next big hurdle in ham radio. Getting
1: the kids to learn how to proficient. get CW, learn CW so that you can also pass down a key that will last generations. Sure.
0: But I mean, myself learning it would be the first oh, step in the wow. chain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having listened to a number of episodes from the back catalog now, I hope you don't mind me sharing a few random thoughts on past topics. Okay. We love it. Yeah. We, we
0: There's love. been a lot of memory lane emails Yeah, this, really?
1: Uh, I bet, like this podcast isn't long enough. The current one isn't long enough. Let's
0: talk about your old podcast. Yes.
1: On the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like four hours wasn't long enough. I've got to keep go- I got to go back.
0: I got to go back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> one, York Peppermint Patties are the queen of candies. See, you see? Well, who's the king? I nominate legit New Orleans pralines for the king. I don't know that I've had those. I
0: don't know that I've had a, what is called or labeled a New Orleans praline, but I've definitely had pralines. It sounds like. Or pralines, to, depending on where you're from.
1: We've got to make a trip, you know.
0: You've never had a, a praline before? They're like a, I haven't they had look, a praline. They look like cookie shaped. I
1: haven't had a praline.
0: <laughs> praline. <laughs> yeah. They're like cookie shaped with pecans in them.
1: I mean, I'm sure like I've had one at the Disney candy store.
0: You know who always served them? And it's it's pretty close. Hmm. It was Cafe El Cholo.
1: I I think I've only been there once.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Hmm. Well, I I do want to go to New Orleans anyway. So the Pralines, okay. good reason. The pralines, that's right. Two, call me old school, but nothing beats a bowl of Rice Krispies with milk, a splash of half and half... And a little sugar sprinkled on top.
0: I've never even heard of someone putting half and half in. You know, a what? it cereal. probably
1: it probably tastes like a Rice Krispies treat. It, that's probably the precursor to the Rice Krispie treat. Sure. Right. Yeah. Instead of half and half, I mean that's creamy like butter.
0: Yeah, or marshmallow.
1: Right, and then the sugar is really just marshmallow. Interesting.
0: You know? I mean, marshmallow has its own. You know what? Specific flavor.
1: I'll make this for you. It's okay. (laughs) I'm good. For hot cereals, it's got to be apple and cinnamon cream of wheat made with milk. That's a real comfort food for me.
0: Do you do the cream of wheat? Have you ever done that?
1: I lived off cream of wheat when I was a young child. I would demand cream of wheat. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite things all the time. I ended up learning how to make it myself. Mm
0: -hmm. Have you ever had grits?
1: Yeah, I love grits. Shrimp and grits is
0: so savory. Grits for you? Yes. What about your cream of wheat? Were they sweet or savory?
1: Savory. I also liked uh, creamed <laughs> corn. You're like
0: almost offended. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, savory. Come on now. Yeah.
1: I even eat my oatmeal savory.
0: So yes, you do.
1: And when I tell people about savory oatmeal, it blows their minds.
0: Yeah, like you put a fried egg on it.
1: A crispy fried egg. And it- sautéed. Uh, garlic spinach.
0: I don't know that people fully understand. And this is kind of like an Asian thing I'm learning. Okay. The crispy fried egg.
1: The crispy fried egg's fantastic.
0: Where it's still, you, it, it's actually quite the balancing sunny act. Side you have to up. Sunny side up. So the yolk must run. Yes. But the, the white must be crispy. Yes. To the point, not burnt, but. You've got to put it in, in to hot side. oil. You yeah. Have to put you it gotta, in enough hot oil yeah. to
1: get the crispy, um. The, that texture it's just it's right. quite
0: a treat for me with rice. Mm-hmm. F- super fresh white jasmine rice,
1: so the other thing I put Oof, on my savory oatmeal when I'm doing it Asian style is there is a chili oil. like it's a mm. chili crunch oil. Mm. It's probably the closest thing in like American grocery stores, mm-hmm. but it's called Lao
0: yes, right. Or you can get it. that one at Trader Joe's that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's the chili crunch oil.
0: The, the one with garlic in it. The, the, the
1: habanero one, I think, is better. Dude, the habanero one is But good. it's discontinued. Yeah. It's
0: discontinued? Yeah. I'm glad I bought like six jars of
1: it. We knew right when having it that it was too hot. It's for, too
0: hot for the white people.
1: Well, it's too hot for the average Trader Joe's shopper.
0: Yeah, which is a white lady.
1: And then another way I really like to have uh, savory oatmeal Still, fried egg. (laughs) That's that's not a good. The constant
0: here is the fried egg. Many things swap out from underneath said egg, but
1: but Parmesan cheese. Oh, that's a jam. Mm -hmm. And then crumbled sausage, like breakfast sausage. Ooh,
0: Mm -hmm. like just. But you can't do the maple sausage with that, right?
1: I don't like maple sausage, but if that's your jam, I mean, it's fine. Delicious Uh, oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly.
0: No offense to white people. I'm just saying. Trader Joseph's (laughs) Market.
1: The Trader Joe's I go to has nothing but Asian people
2: in
0: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Three, Leia, you mentioned that at some point you'd like to try hunting. I would. Mm-hmm. I think that would actually make me a more responsible consumer of meats. Um, I'd encourage you to do that, but I want to warn you that as exciting as the experience of hunting can be, the actual killing can be difficult emotionally or at least it was for me. Sure. I married into a family of hunters, and my first firearm purchase was a deer rifle. Josh, it was a Browning Able II composite stalker in 7mm 08.
0: 7mm, right on. After going
1: on several hunts and having helped my brother-in-law butcher deer, I finally took a deer of my own. It was a good shot and a clean kill, the thrill of the accomplishment faded when I stood watching that beautiful animal take its last few breaths.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. That, I, I, could, I, could, mm. I can see that. That said, he was delicious.
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like to turn around.
1: And I'm all for responsible hunting. Me too. But short of a survival situation, I'd just as soon leave the killing to someone else from for now on. On a side note, have you ever had black bear? My mother-in-law's husband took me once when we were visiting, and it was very tasty. Mm-hmm. I, I believe I've had bear before.
0: I think we've had it together.
1: But my goal is actually to make a bear stew. Oh. I would really like to do that.
0: Well, if you remember what your original idea is, and by the way, California is great for this. So it's like most of the um, South...
1: States, mm, yes, wild boar, wild
0: boar, yeah, and I, I like deer in the wild. I'm fine with deer being yeah. alive. I don't have any problem with people taking deer. Oh, you're, but I got no problem shooting a boar, particularly a pervasive species boar. That isn't even from this country. I
1: mean, see, so where we're at, it's not actually that easy to hit a deer with your car. But I would imagine in areas where the deer population is out of control <laughs> sure. and, you're, and you're potentially regularly hitting deer because it's so populated, right. that hitting a deer would then be equivalent become, to killing a boar.
0: You're saying that there's people who have hit so many deer that they hate deer. And then they go hunt them. That that you don't
1: look at the deer and go, oh, Bambi. You're just like,
0: that's just an accident waiting
1: to happen. Yeah.
0: I know multiple people who like hit a deer or technically a deer hit them, like jumped in front of the car, like twice in one week with like two cars. It's wild. Where? In states where that happens, I guess. I don't know.
1: Deer vendetta. Where they lived. Yeah. So, um, But yeah,
0: boar. Shoot all the boar you want.
1: So this is an interesting point that Chris brings up because I think that in actuality, uh, the, the, in the standard American diet anyway, I think we actually do eat too much meat. I'm totally guilty of that. I, I don't eat a palm-sized amount of meat. Right? A day? Yeah. Per meal, I guess. Yeah. So two palms of meat. Right, if I have a steak, it's bigger than my hand, Mm -hmm. right?
0: (laughs) For sure. Oh, for you? Yeah, you love steak.
1: But I think if people actually had to kill the meat that they eat, that we would all consume a lot less meat, and it would probably be much better for our health too. There's nothing wrong with meat per se. It's just the in excess that we have so readily available because we're lucky enough to live. In a in a world where a somebody else, yeah, right. you know, where somebody else is growing the livestock and butchering it, mm-hmm. you know.
0: I was actually feeling pretty good where I spent most of the day not eating meat. Mm-hmm. And then I only had like dinner, had meat yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. I actually felt pretty good. I always felt like light.
1: Yes. We did do the vegetarian thing for a while. It is very difficult to cook vegetarian food to the extent that the kids will eat it.
0: No. Yeah, they're yeah. not.
1: That's that's always been the downfall. Uh All right. Well, point four. One email correspondence tower had a letter from a veteran of the CBs. And Leah said something to the effect that she was impressed by the fact that service members, on top of being rough and ready types, also possess gentility and a knowledge of etiquette. My first reaction when I heard and I quote was, (laughs) in all seriousness, I was a CB2. And although I have great affection for my fellow bees, I think they would agree with me that most of us could not be accused of being genteel. Truthfully, uh, about the only etiquette a junior service member learns is who to salute and how to keep your mouth shut. Many years ago, I found myself in a conversation with the then commandant of the Marine Corps, General Carl Moody, long story. Monday. sorry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he was a very nice man and very personable, but that was easily the most uncomfortable five minutes of my entire life up to that point. I believe I acquitted myself well, but was completely unprepared.
0: Sure. I, um, I think what you might be thinking of is more of the officer type ranks because mm. generally, and I'm butchering this, but um, most branches, it's an officer and a gentleman, I believe. And I know the Marines are that way. What do you mean? It's, it's a part of the position. Of, of rank as well as oh, the so you can't
1: really move up in the military without showing that you it, the are behavior, able the to code be, of conduct uh, is also well. That's what I'm saying.
0: Part of being an officer,
1: and I, no, I, I feel very strongly about the fact that people who are in the military
0: mm-hmm.
1: have to learn to be disciplined. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way you make it through.
0: Oh, well, discipline and being a gentleman is not necessarily the same it's thing. It's not
1: really that far apart. Ah, uh, well, okay. Right? Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you chose to adhere to manners or some kind of etiquette, you would be pretty disciplined about it, just having learned how to be disciplined from being in the military.
0: I assume that there are many very disciplined people out there that are crude and socially awkward. Mm.
1: The,
0: the word disciplined to me does not... Imply,
1: I mean, anybody. I guess it comes down to you can opt to live your life in the most authentic way, and if what you want to be is crude, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I think the world actually needs people to be crude to a but, point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but
0: I'd like a little more crude in 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 actual real life, than yeah. just on the internet,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. But at the same time, I believe I
0: mean like straightforward. I believe
1: that the vast majority of people who are in the military, if they needed to be polite and and go through the entire experience of having to, um, you know, put on your what is it called? Dress blues.
0: Depends on the the branch. Well,
1: you you know what I mean? There's a there's a formal uniform and go to a formal event. They could do it. Actually, they could probably do it better than civilians like the average civilian versus the average military mm-hmm. uh, member could okay
0: yeah I, i'm okay with your yeah. your generalization i've never met a fulberg colonel that was not very proper so yeah
1: right <laughs> all right so uh, the, uh, Chris <laughs> that's is a very the next high point. person yeah kind of <laughs> So the next point, uh, Josh, you said something once about every state having something something to offer. I am 98% in agreement with you, but Here the one exception is Arkansas. Wow. Imagine the worst truck stop men's room you've ever encountered. That's in the state of Arkansas.
0: Is it Salinas?
1: Fun fact, the name Arkansas comes from the Algonquin word... Um, Akanza, which actually translates as truck stop men's room. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) I can't tell if that's a joke or a fact.
0: What are you talking about? Algonquin? Yeah. Truck stop.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's It's a more modern Algonquin word, you know?
0: Right. When the new Algonquin dictionary came out?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, number six, merch idea number one. Okay. I was going to suggest a shirt that says, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.
0: We've definitely talked about this.
1: Along with an eight-bit graphic of a bow fang. Yeah. But then I heard the episode where someone beat me to yeah. it.
0: Which is still... Are you keeping notes on these, Leah? Do you write sure, notes down? Yeah, yeah. Do you really? Mm-hmm. You Did you say- write that one down? Because that one writes itself.
1: Okay. <laughs> you sounded iffy on whether you could get away with a design like that but I know PatriotPatch.co has been making a similarly themed morale patch for years so I think you'd be okay
0: that's okay okay you're, right. you're talking from a um, copyright standpoint yes yeah uh, there's ways you can get around it where it's not like so obvious I guess
1: yeah uh, seven merch idea number two are you familiar with Andre the Giant has a posse I'm I'm not. Are you? I'm familiar what with is, Andre the and, Giant,
0: and I'm familiar but with does he the have Obey. A
1: po- I mean, I'm assuming his posse is from The Princess Bride. <laughs> it's just like Mandy Patinkin <laughs> and Robin Wright.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Andre, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with
1: it. Is, is the posse actually The Princess Bride? No, it's, no. A, it's a picture. Oh, gotcha. How about... It's, a street,
0: and, it's like a street art thing.
1: I see. Oh no, then I do know what that is.
0: Yeah, it's the black and white Andre the Giant.
1: Yes, I am. I am familiar with that. Yeah. Um, how about an HRCC has a posse shirt in the same style, though obviously with a picture of Josh in the place of Andre, instead of height, weight, and the upper right, maybe a QR code with the URL of the HRCC website. That's, That's a good pretty idea. Pretty good. Yeah.
0: That's pretty good.
1: The reach of HRCC was brought home to me recently when I commented on a thread in the Amateur Radio subreddit saying, nah, dude, EME gets the ladies. And another Redditor replied, 1X Crew. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Oh, man.
1: I You know, I've been on the Amateur Radio subreddit.
0: It's a little rough. It is. It's a little rough. It's like, you know how is a little rough, but it's yeah. an older crowd? Yes. It feels like Reddit is trying to be the younger crowd of the QRZ yeah, in some cases. I
1: feel like it's younger hams yeah. that are actually very technologically oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. skilled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still mm-hmm. just <laughs> waiting to put somebody in their place.
0: <laughs> still has a little vein of gatekeeping somewhere. <laughs>
1: that's all thanks for the podcast and my best to you and your family 73 chris kn4 sfx
0: of the creators sterling is probably the most active in reddit he posts there a lot
1: he would he would be the shining light uh, apparently along with chris here
0: yes chris. <laughs> on the i do <laughs> i do like throwing out emb gets the ladies that just cracks <laughs> me up that meme is still one of my favorites What's funny is when people, so this happens where I run memes on my show and then obviously we have the Discord meme chat. Mm -hmm. People send me memes and they're like, dude, this is so funny. And it's, you can actually see where somebody took a screenshot of my live stream and then snipped around Uh because my green background is lightly, just like a Uh couple Uh pixels. You can see it. Uh And I'm like, where'd you get that? He's like, I don't know. It was on like Reddit or something. And I'm like, (laughs)
1: Hilarious. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. And thank you for going through the back catalog. Yes, thank you. Amazing. Some deep pulls there, my friend. (laughs) Indeed. The next email is titled, adding to the email tower. Let's get back on topic. And this is from Brad. Okay. What radio is better, left or right? The left radio represents the best Avenger of all time. (laughs) A loyal American and a living part of the greatest generation. He was saving the world before the other guy was even born. Mm -hmm. Anything the other guy does is just trying to catch up with how many times over Captain America has saved the world and our nation. Captain America loved Skyline Chili before it was cool. (laughs) Captain America punched Hitler in the face and took an infinity stone powered WMD with nothing but a shield. The other guy is a B-list hero. He's basically Elon Musk in a touch lamp suit. What? <laughs> I think we know which radio is best. No, we we don't, and I will not allow you to besmirch I would Tony never, Stark's I would, name.
0: I would never. Say by Tony comparing Stark him is like to Musk.
1: evil Musk. <laughs> this is,
0: Tony Stark, even this though this is a outrageous,
1: character. I am shaking. <laughs> with, <laughs> what how upset I am over this.
0: Uh, Tony Stark, hey. although fictional, actually created the things that he had in the
1: movie. Hey, quick question, Brad. Yeah. Where does Captain America get his shield
0: from? Whose Senior family Stark. does Senior that Stark. come from? Senior Stark.
1: Who who replaces shields?
0: Technically, the Wakandans. But okay, fine. Because vibranium comes from Wakanda.
1: All right. Well.
0: They technically the technology
1: made, is with Stark Industries. There's no technology.
0: Okay? It's a shield.
1: Yeah. The shield vibranium technology. came from Wakanda. <laughs> shield technology. <laughs> is Nick Fury? Yeah. What are we talking about? Okay. Here's the thing, right? Now at, you did it. At the, at the end of it all, mm-hmm. Captain America gets to go back and live <laughs> his whole life as a civilian. He doesn't actually have to sacrifice all a whole hell of a lot. He, gets, he goes back in time, doesn't come back at the, at the prescribed time. He's like, "You know what? While I'm here, let me go back and just have a do-over." Well, he so did, I lost nothing.
0: He did sacrifice in the first movie. He like basically crashed the plane. Full do-over. Full do-over.
1: No, full do-over. He gets to live an entirely different <laughs> second lifetime. With with all the confidence that comes with knowing you've accomplished all you can accomplish, and now you have no pressure to accomplish anything but to live your life happily with your Agent Carter wife, okay? <laughs>
0: like, okay.
1: Tony Stark.
0: I don't has know how he did that. That's a time- Potts, yeah,
1: has a daughter and a best friend chauffeur dude, right? <laughs> Are you serious?
0: Best friend chauffeur. Or, or happy. <laughs> okay. Sure.
1: He has it all. He's finally at the point of his life where he can really stop and enjoy the fruits of everything that he has accomplished mm-hmm. with a family that he probably never thought he was going to be able to have.
2: And right, then sacrifices
1: it all for the good of humanity. I'm
0: not saying, I'm not saying they did not do, do right Do you think in Elon history. Musk would do this, Brad? Do you think Elon Musk... I mean, he Musk, would tweet like a couple dozen times before he did it, but...
1: Do you think that he would give up his musician wife and his oddly named child?
0: I don't know. His musician <laughs> wife is kind of oddly named. To save
1: named. your life, Brad? No.
0: Well, maybe he's a Tesla driver. <laughs>
1: Well, Brad signs off. Keep up the great Jeez. podcast and ham work, Brad. I, re- I like ham work. That's K- good. K-Zero
0: brd I might integrate that into something. Okay, now, children, go do your ham work. <laughs> now go home and do your ham work.
1: And Brad has done a mock-up. Oh, my god. <laughs> I don't goodness. think it's a mock-up. I, think, I, think, I think it's, I think it's actually, actually a walkie-talkies. One being a Captain America walkie-talkie and the other one being an Iron Man <laughs> that's pretty walkie-talkie. Good. Yeah, exactly. So you're wrong. <laughs> I apologize that I have to tell you I this. I apologize,
0: <laughs> you're wrong. I'm sorry. But you're wrong. Thank
1: you for the email. <laughs> the next email is titled, I Know You. And this is from Nathan. Mm. Good night to my correspondence partners. I see that Josh had a good time in Huntsville, and I really enjoyed the live stream walks through the venue. It allowed all those unable to go to Huntsville to feel a part of the event. Oh, thank you. Now, for what I know you've been waiting for, how was the ham fest I went to in Massachusetts on Sunday? I think we kind of know a little bit, but... (laughs) Well, it was small. It was really small. I don't know if Russ emailed you about it. (laughs) He did. (laughs) But we actually met there at the ham fest. Yes. I'd love to see it. Now, from now on, I want you guys to do this. When you see somebody else that you know is a part of our HRCC, you go "ca-ca." Okay, no.
0: that's no, no. We're gonna you just yell one X crew. <laughs>
1: He told me about what his first ham fest was like some time ago. We figured the event we were at was so small because of the surge of the Delta variant. And also the impending Hurricane Henry that was about to enter the area in mere hours. Uh, That
0: might also have been a thing. I mean, Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. uh, you know what? A lot of respect to you guys for sticking it out (laughs) at that ham fest, knowing that Henry was on his way.
0: We made some sweet deals as we were running to the parking lot.
1: They had a VE session available, but no one needed testing. They had a couple sellers, but the pavilion was mostly empty. And they were going to have a raffle, but they didn't have enough people to enter it to make it worth their while. So they canceled that. See, that's Aww. really problematic. Why? I think if you're going to advertise a raffle at a ham fest, mm-hmm. that you're you're at least obligated to do the raffle.
0: Uh, no, I, I don't mind that at all.
1: All right. Well, they H- had a they door... They had
0: like... What do they have? Like 10 people? 20 people? Maybe?
1: They, half of them were from HRCC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, right. <coughs> not not
1: from us, but, but like a part of the HRCC crew, mm-hmm. right? Yes. They had a door prize drawing for ham radio studying, made easy, free form entry, and they pulled name after name without anybody still being there.
0: Oh, no.
1: Basically, they had trouble giving away the books. Well, every moment is an experience, and I did get to meet Russ and his cute little son. I hope my next ham fest is bigger and better. Maybe I will actually get something then. There you go. FYI, the day this podcast comes out, Friday, August 27th, 2021, my brother is getting married. Congratulations to your brother. He is my only sibling. Could you possibly congratulate them on getting married? I will play them the section of the podcast after the wedding at an appropriate time. They will think it is so weird. Yes. Their names are Samuel and Allegra Mazanek. Oh, we've been... Pronouncing this wrong. Pronunciation is Masnik. Masnik. Okay. So let's do it. Samuel and Allegra, Masnik, congratulations on this most joyous day.
0: (laughs) You said, let's do it like you wanted me to say something in English. Yeah. Congratulations to you both, Samuel and Allegra. Allegra.
1: Yes. Very good. May your lives be filled with. Happiness, health, and wealth.
0: And make sure you take a ham radio on the honeymoon.
1: Okay. That is that is the classic, like almost every iteration of any Asian toast you can get. I hope you get rich. No. It's always health, not even happiness, it's health and wealth. I put in <laughs> happiness because I think that's important.
0: Health <laughs> and <laughs> wealth, that's all that that's, matters. <laughs>
1: she, happiness
0: you, comes from the from the first two. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Congratulations. I hope uh, you have a great wedding day and I hope you have a great time at the wedding, Nathan. Nathan signs off 73 K1MAZ. Nathan, the groom's brother, probably the only ham at the wedding. (laughs) Nice. Disclaimer, I am in no way blaming the organizers of the No No Bark Ham Fest for the size of the event.
0: Nor did I think you were. You didn't come across that way at all.
1: I can tell they expected more people and have seen YouTube videos of past years where it was much larger, maybe next year. Yeah. Well, good luck to them for next
0: year. I hope they're not discouraged. Actually, that's the biggest thing that worries me is like the ham clubs that are like, well, we're, we might just not do it. You know, it wasn't great the last time. It's like, oh, come on, man. That was a special time. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Don't let that bring you down.
1: And I, I don't know how many ham fests are held out in the Massachusetts area, but.
0: Yeah. No idea.
1: You know, mm-hmm. always worth doing. Yeah. All right. I think so. The next email is titled, I finally listened to some episodes. Yeah. This <laughs> oh. is from Jason. Hey, Jason. I'm oh. so sorry we t- twisted your arm on this one.
0: <laughs> so say who it's from. Uh,
1: it's from Jason, Ham Radio 2.0. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. You know, a, so a thing I, we too, learned at Huntsville is yes. that there's about a thousand Jasons. <laughs> and so you have to be really precise in which Jason is it?
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. So what Jason's telling us here is he's never listened to the podcast.
0: He's so busy dude, too. I don't think he sits down for four hours to listen to things.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Leia and Josh, while driving home from Huntsville, yes, there's a T in there and no Z. Huntsville, not Huntsville. Hunsville. Hey, uh, Mike K8MRD and I listened to a few episodes to pass the time of the 12 to 14 hour trek from Huntsville, back to north texas mm-hmm. my life and my my life <laughs> also my wife <laughs> yes. emily kg5aee recently passed her general license upgrade and i have been wanting to get her more involved in amateur radio congratulations, <laughs> congratulations emily. emily i think uh, uh more involved in amateur radio and with my video series too I think you both have inspired me to start a podcast with her. Oh, you, oh that's that's a great compliment. Uh, you both have a conversational style that can only be found in a married couple that spends most of their time together. And I like that sense of unity and humor that you each provide. Thank you. That is sweet. I yeah, don't know nice. that we actually spend that much time together. This is it.
0: We- <laughs> this, is, this is when we spend time together.
1: Like at night when we go to bed and in the morning and we talk to each other throughout the day, like yeah. here and there. Yeah. But this is probably the longest uninterrupted stretch because the kids are asleep already. Right. And we're still.
0: Assuming asleep. we got them to sleep. Yeah. Because. Yeah, exactly. That's sometimes a challenge.
1: There's been a time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to do a podcast about amateur radio, although the current idea in my head will talk about amateur radio, but not focus on
0: it. That's what we're doing right now, Jason.
1: Jason, I think you (laughs) might be onto something. (laughs) (laughs) I want something outside of the topics I'm already presenting on YouTube. Unsure of what it will look like yet. (laughs) Maybe a lot like this, Jason.
0: (laughs) It's ham radio, Jason.
1: Let it be your roadmap. (laughs) And unsure of her level of interest at this point.
0: <laughs> no, it's, I question that daily. Her level of interest. My wife meaning. Uh,
1: but thanks for the idea regardless. One last note. Leia, just remember that Tony Stark, even in his Hulkbuster st- suit, couldn't stop the Hulk. So there's that.
0: Technically nothing can stop the Hulk.
1: That's true.
0: He just gets stronger the more angry he gets.
1: That doesn't make him a great superhero.
0: It makes him, well, okay. I mean, that's...
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Bruce, uh, um, the Hulk, is probably one of my top other superheroes.
0: I mean, it's very hard to write him into an ensemble, right? Because he's the Superman effect. Mm -hmm. He can achieve any level of power needed to overcome any obstacle.
1: It's true. Yeah. Right. Um, But... You know who didn't put on the gloves and snap everybody back into <laughs> into reality mm-hmm. the Hulk he okay. was supposed to did he? no <laughs>
0: that's true, so
1: there's that Jason.
0: <laughs> well, he didn't get the chance, right? because he it was that's when they attacked,
1: sure, whatever, whatever
0: <laughs> okay, all
1: right. all right
0: And he was too busy holding up like all the land they were fighting on. <laughs>
1: Well, Jason signs off. (laughs) 73 to both of you. KC5HWB. Thank you, Jason. Ham Radio 2.0. I'm
0: glad everybody got home safe.
1: I will drop uh, your YouTube channel in the show notes. Thanks, Jason.
0: Like people don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It might have been hard to figure out. Yeah. (laughs) But Ham Radio 2.0 is on YouTube. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, The next email is titled Josh... You were right.
0: Uh oh. Market.
1: <laughs> and this is from Rob. That's going
0: in a soundbite clip.
1: This is from our illustrious oh, yes, podcast Rob. co-producer. Yes. Rob. Hi, Leia and Josh. A few months ago I weighed in with my top three cereals. Something like Fruit Loops, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, and Frosted Flakes. Josh described that list as quote-unquote boring, and Leia apologized for her husband. Okay. You know, I'm really used to that.
0: (laughs) You're quite good at it.
1: uh, Really perfected exactly when to be like, whoa, (laughs) yeah, sorry about all this. (laughs) (laughs) But Josh was right. Those are totally boring. Sometimes you need to hear the harsh truth before making a lifestyle change.
0: If you like boring more power do you? Wow. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a bad way. If 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 you like what you like, you like what you like. You shouldn't let anybody tell you that it's it's bad. It's not bad. It's just
1: they are actually not bad. And do you know how I know that they're not bad? Because donut shops, like new donut shops mm-hmm. that do all of those funky like Yeah, yeah, yeah. the decorative crap on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always fruit loops, captain crunch. And Frosted Flakes.
0: Hear me out. I could not just eat one of those cereals all week long. Like I couldn't wake up to a bowl of one Mm. of those cereals every day. If you gave me all three of them, but who's really doing that? I I don't. Well. We don't really buy three boxes. I mean, with the kids, who knows? But if I was. was, Shut up. (laughs) If I was a single adult, I wouldn't have like three boxes that I would rotate through.
1: Well, that's what the mini boxes are for. Yeah, but that's just a waste of packaging. I will actually have you know that when I let the kids go and pick their cereal, their minds were blown by the mini boxes. They were like, I could have it all? (laughs) No. I could have a different one every day? (laughs) No. (laughs) But the problem with those variety boxes is there's always a couple duds, right?
0: What are the duds? Like Frosted uh, Flakes?
1: Plain Corn Flakes.
0: Plain Corn Flakes are in there?
1: I don't know. There's there's always something in there that's left and the kids don't want to have anything One to wheat. Do with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a box with just one wheat in it?
1: See, that would be cool. <laughs> I would take that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, I think that I have bought that for them before. Mm-hmm. Like, before yeah, yeah, they yeah. can you even remember, right? definitely have, yeah. And I think what they did leave was Frosted Flakes. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Last week, after listening to Josh and Cameron extol the virtues of Cinnamon cinnamon Toast Crunch, I tried some.
0: He's never had it?
1: And again, Josh and Cam were right. Sorry, Tony the Tiger, but they're great.
0: Cinnamon Toast Crunch is fantastic.
1: I did notice a problem with the cereal first. I was eating it with one of those clear plastic spoons, and the more I ate, the more the spoon felt abrasive in my mouth.
0: That's the sugar um, slurry that gets made with the milk.
1: Like someone was roughing it up with sandpaper. Mm. So trying to be a good ham, I did an experiment. Mm. I tried the other cereals with the plastic spoon to see if the spoon was dissolving. (laughs) Okay. No, no problem with the boring raisin bran. The spoon felt nice and smooth after a bowl. Then I tried Cap'n Crunch with Crunch Berries and still felt smooth. Then back to the Cinnamon Toast Crunch and the spoon felt abrasive on the first bite. So I examined it and the cinnamon sugar was actually sticking to the plastic spoon. Yeah. So I tried it with a regular spoon and the regular silverware felt smooth after a bowl. So for all you health-conscious people training for an eight-minute mile who want to enjoy the sweet taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch but don't want all the sugar, eat it with a clear plastic spoon so you don't consume all the cinnamon sugar. Mm. You'll just get 99% of it.
0: (laughs) I I would like to point out that your your one primary comment was that the spoon became abrasive. But then he said, I ate a bowl of Captain Crunch. Right. Which is the most abrasive cereal in the world
1: not for the spoon just for the roof of your mouth that's right <laughs> captain crunch is actually one of the few cereals i think is better in a milkshake
0: <laughs> that is one of those cereals like if you're not a fast cereal eater uh-huh. captain crunch is pretty good
1: oh it takes a while
0: to get completely like milk logged and soggy
1: that's why it's so hard you mean
0: it's aggressively that
1: hard. and sea life is very difficult You know, like right, (laughs) basically life
0: Life on the seven seas. Basically, hard tack in in, in cereal form.
1: (laughs) Last week, Josh was talking about all the occasions that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is a perfect go-to choice for food, basically all day. Right. (laughs) I have another scenario to add: when you're totally infuriated at your computer and you feel like throwing it out the door, that's a perfect time for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I was having an issue with an old Toughbook laptop that I used for ham radio and was literally about to go outside and throw it down the street. Then I calmed down enough to think, I just need to eat something. So I saw a box of Little Debbie's, not the stupid cereal, but the real ones. <coughs> Eating one just made me feel more frustrated. They were smaller than they used to be.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Some genius in the marketing department must have thought, we can say it has less sugar and calories if we just make each one smaller. That's
0: <laughs> <And> the- <laughs> a thing. That's a real thing. Accurate. Accurate. You know, that's what they do with Tic Tacs.
1: Did they really?
0: Well, what do they say about Tic Tacs? They're sugar-free.
1: Right, because they're under... A gram. Yeah.
0: So mm. if, if your product is under a gram...
1: But who eats one Tic Tac?
0: No one. But no one. no, 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 no. The tic tac is under one gram. It's still all sugar.
1: Oh, the whole item. Oh, because I got it. The
0: tic tac is under one gram. Mm -hmm. And so to qualify as sugar free, it must be under one gram. So
1: you're telling me that tic tacs are actually all sugar? They're not like sugar. No. Okay, well, Rob continues. Plus, when you're mad, it's just like eating air. But then I tried Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ah, it hit the spot. After three bowls, I was ready to tackle the problem with my tough book. It turns out I needed an older driver than the one I was trying to use. Cinnamon Toast Crunch out there needed, solving
0: problems. Oh, there's nothing worse than I needed an older driver. Oh, I hate that. I hate that world.
1: Anyhow, now I've gone through my midlife crisis, and instead of coming out with a Lamborghini or Icom, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
0: <laughs> oh, so here, here's the title of a uh, of a, a, a Reddit post. Tic Tacs contain 94.5% sugar, but can legally advertise as zero sugar because the serving size is less than 0. 0.5 grams, according to the FDA wow. labeling rules.
1: Wow, that's...
0: So I'm, point 0.5. I'm never going to buy Tic
1: Tacs again.
0: Except the orange ones.
1: I do not appreciate
0: being deceived who buys tic-tacs that aren't the orange ones
1: oh there is a rainbow one where it's all different colors you know
0: Uh, whatever yeah orange
1: also mint tic-tacs are fine
0: wouldn't you get wouldn't you want a more superior mint like an altoid or something
1: yeah or a black black or a york peppermint patty
0: elevate your life get some black black
1: who carries black black
0: Japanese
1: market. Oh, that's so. It's so
0: easy. <laughs> Contact your local weeb and ask them where to get black, black black
1: black. Rob signs off. Have a great podcast. Since seventy three, Rob K I five G F L. Thank you, Rob. So thank you, you Rob. Know what? I'm so happy we saved you from buying that Lamborghini.
0: I'm just happy really? that's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The next email is titled "Cheers." Crack open a great brew for this old brewer. Oh, and this is from Michael. Dear Leah and Josh, my name is Michael Shop. Shop. Sh- Am I saying that right? N eight S <laughs> B Y. Okay. N eight S B Y is actually my late father's call sign that oh. I was able to get since he passed a long time ago.
0: Congratulations. Good to carry that on.
1: I've been listening to you and Josh for a long time. When my young father. Oh, when I was young, my father got me into this, and I wish you two did podcasts back then. I am deaf and was always frustrated with voice mode. I got back into the hobby because after listening to you two, and I discovered all the digital modes, including Morse code. Nice. Morse code is a struggle for me, but at least I can understand it. I just need to learn it. Josh mentioned the Long Island group that specializes in Morse code, and I joined it. Hey. Oh, that's so great.
0: Two shout-outs to Long Island CW Code. They definitely deserve it.
1: Yeah. Actually, after mentioning Josh's name and that I'm 54, struggled with code, and have cochlear implants, I was stunningly surprised when I was offered an honorary lifetime membership. Whoa. That is so nice. I'm so glad they did that for you.
0: That's super cool. You know, and
1: I can... I can imagine—not imagine—but I, I can see Josh's dad's actually had um, hearing issues his whole life. He's
0: well after the air force, after Vietnam.
1: Well, his whole life that I've known him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Me too. So he actually has um,
0: hearing aids. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it's—it's it's a lot to deal with.
0: It's very difficult. That's why yeah. I'm so loud.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Growing up, I was just always my volume always had to be. Because this is before he wanted to wear hearing aids.
1: Oh. So that's why
0: I'm so loud. Right. That's why I can really, if I wanted to, I can really go.
1: Mm-hmm. Just to talk to your dad.
0: Seriously. Just so that he could hear. We all yeah. did. We all talked at extremely high volume. The TV was always cranked. It was just like, Graw! that's why like now I I usually have everything like quiet. Mm-hmm. Or like if there's kids, like everywhere screaming, I'll put my AirPods in mm-hmm. and like turn the noise cancellation on just so that like I can... Cause that's a lot to go through. It really is, like yeah, growing up absolutely. like that. Yeah,
1: and it's um, it's really hard for him. I feel like because
0: I think so, because he knows people are having really fun conversations all around him, and he kind of has to pretend like he's yeah. a part of the conversation. Which yeah, oh, I I pick up on it.
1: Yeah, no, um, I yeah. do too. And it, and actually, what makes me one of the reasons I hated his previous wife, yeah, is because. I She and I used to cook like family meals, like, right, right, right. you know, so I would go and help her in the right. kitchen. Yeah, when, yeah. And, or I would be cleaning up and she would come in and talk. And she would just complain about how she thought that your dad wasn't, was purposely not listening to her. It's like,
0: and it's no like, man, lady. do you
1: understand?
0: Yeah, you have to appreciate back in Vietnam, they didn't really understand mm-hmm. uh, long term hearing damage. Every one of his buddies, who were all either crew chiefs or flight mechanics, have completely obliterated hearing. Yeah. Half of them have cochlear implants. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an absolute thing. And I, I totally believe they gave them ear protection, but it was like thought to be uncool. And so they didn't do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. In part. I don't know if that's totally true, but he has definitely mentioned something like that in the past. And they had stuff, but it wasn't that great. It was more mm-hmm. uncomfortable than anything, you know, that kind of stuff. So,
1: you know, I think it's also very hard when, it's it's not full hearing loss, so when you can kind of pick up on some things, but you can't pick up on others, that people don't really know how to l- address that.
0: Yeah, his hearing aids have made it significantly easier to speak with him, though. Sure. Oh, the yeah. hearing aids, the technology has improved immensely.
1: Yeah. But I mean, there, there's still this thing where. People will assume because you can hear some things, you're hearing everything, and that's just not, it's just not the true. case.
0: And, and some uh, frequency of voice, right? He can't pick up on, right? right. As well, as yeah. well.
1: So, uh, M- Michael, I'm so glad that they they found a way to kind of help you. And I hope that Morse code really works out for you, yeah. Um, because the, <laughs> you shouldn't not be able to enjoy ham radio, absolutely, you know. Yeah. Uh, so.
0: So that's actually continues. what I told my dad, too. I'm like, there's plenty of digital modes we could get you in on. I think you mm-hmm. might like it. Yeah. But that's not really his thing to begin with. So. And
1: he's not really into technology.
0: He's not into way. sitting in front of a computer other yeah. than to like email friends and stuff. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Michael continues, Josh, I needed to ask a question. I live on the fifth floor of a senior apartment. I'm looking at HF Rigs. Uh, no, Josh, not the 7300. <laughs> I'm looking more at the Yaesu FT DX uh, 101D.
0: Oh, okay he went up a level. That's a,
1: a much better radio. Is, <laughs> your your face says, "Wow."
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's more expensive. Yeah. It's like three times the cost.
1: Problem is old age antennas looking at loops at the end at the buddy pole. I want it portable because I intend to get a smaller CW rig to travel with. Great. However, if I was forced to just use the rig outside, mm-hmm. I probably would not be doing it. So, if I were sitting 10 to 15 feet from the antenna, should I be worried about radiation? 50 watts, 100 watts?
0: Well, loops are going to be limited to begin with in your transmit capability. Mm-hmm. You should go with the Buddy Pole and shout out uh, Buddy Pole is releasing a new antenna. It's called the Buddy Stick Pro.
1: Wow.
0: That might work. The only question I would have is um, do you have an overhang to your balcony if you're in an apartment? Like, mm-hmm. how would you set it up? That I, I, I would need to know more about your setup. They do make, uh, there are a, a couple of companies, and actually you could probably just make your own, a um, clamp-on mount for mm-hmm. like a railing yeah. that you can use. That may work really well for you. And then you could set the buddy pull-up on that mount and uh, be able to communicate that way. I do believe, though, that the Buddy Stick Pro has a tripod mount with the uh, coax connector attached, permanently Mm -hmm. so you might have to find another option but i think a lot of those clamps have an integrated um so 239 so that might work okay yeah uh and then yeah you can absolutely use the buddy pole for portable and it's actually a really good portable antenna there's a lot of people well there are a lot of youtubers that have that i got to check it out when i was in huntsville and it's super cool it's a cool piece of kit all right yeah
1: uh, one thing I wanted to mention is you could be studying a challenging way. These books is how I studied. I'm in the uh, I'm in the extra right now, which seems to be the hardest test for me. Yeah, I do have an electronics background, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Why these books? These books just tell you the answers, not ask the wrong answers. This is good because instead of memorizing all the correct and incorrect answers, you just memorize the correct ones.
0: Or you forget which the correct one was and. Superimpose right. a wrong one. Right. Right. That it, yeah, that that's a total real thing. I, I I agree.
1: I did both technician and general at the same time and I just got two wrong for both exams together take a look at them i really think they could help you
0: which books you didn't mention. uh
1: i'm i'm getting to oh, okay it. Uh, if you're on amazon kindle they are free to rent oh. they also update when the edition expires you two are amazing thanks for all the hard work and long hours and the book is called "Pass your amateur radio technician class test it's by craig buck k4ia uh, with the words superimposed the easy way. All ham and no spam. <laughs>
0: That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I didn't answer his question. I don't think you have to worry that much about exposure limits. And there are calculators online you can use. Use okay. RF exposure calculator, or you can do ham radio RF exposure calculator in Google, and okay. you'll get an actual calculator that I will tell you. You can fit put in the, the information how far away you are, mm-hmm. what frequency you are, and what power you're operating. And that'll give you a straight-up answer. And so then the... 50 watts versus 100 watts, well, just plug it in there and see how it goes. Okay. And you can just Google that, or Leah will get it and put it in the show notes. We'll see. Okay. I don't know if that's what she was doing right now.
1: The- <laughs> Michael signs off. S- sent from your incredible friend, Michael. Thank you so Thank much, you, Michael. Michael. And, man, I the more I hear about the Long Island CW Club, the more <laughs>
0: I... They're awesome. I
1: really appreciate what they're doing. That so is so
0: adaptable. I I feel bad that I can't be more involved with them. Mm-hmm. And they have so many classes. Right. But I just don't have the free time. Sure. I want everybody to understand it is a great club. There's literally a class for you right now that you can get in on. They're great. And you will learn very, very fast. I'm I promise you.
1: All right. Well, the next email is titled, The Hunting Ham. Oh. And this is from Steve. Greetings, Princess Leia and Mr. Pink.
0: <laughs> Why do I got to be Mr. Pink?
1: Uh, because and I... And I don't tip. I was talking about how you're not actually a white color, right? You When you tan, you, you don't actually tan tan. Sure, but
0: that's also okay. a reference to Reservoir Dogs. Right. And okay. everything I just said was from Reservoir
1: mm-hmm. Dogs. First, I want to admit that I don't tan that easily either, Josh.
0: Sure, but... <laughs> There was reservoir dogs and joke in there, so I had to make it.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Woo, getting that off my chest is quite a relief. As a SoCal native who grew up surfing HB, it can be a tad embarrassing admitting that.
0: I bet. Yeah. There was a time where I was like, "I'm going to get tan this year." I even like before we got married. Yeah. I went to like the tanning booth thing. Doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Well, you you did kind of tan.
0: <laughs> it took, and I went a lot though. You did, and still it was like this is not.
1: And it was, in, it was to go to Hawaii. You wanted to get tan before you went to Hawaii? You no, know, no, it was the- for the
0: wedding, just so I looked like, you know, tan? not my normal pink self, I guess.
1: Why? I like your normal pink self. I thought you were just getting tan for Hawaii.
0: I had a whole like Magnum a- PI themed uh, you know, <laughs> thing I was going to do. All right. Sir, you can't have a Beretta on a plane. Anyway. Oh, no, I think he had a 1911. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: I've been meaning to send a comment into the tower for quite some time, but never seemed to get around to it. Oh. Today, I finally had a bit of time right after my weekly consumption of that quintessential and oh so delicious Southern California staple, the double double.
0: Yes.
1: In my case, with extra grilled onion. Yes. Extra well done. Yeah. Sorry, Leah. Uh,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> Chopped chilies and yes. hold your breath, protein style lettuce wrap. I know, I, I know. I'm
0: down. I don't know about the well done. That's the only thing I'm not in for.
1: I do, uh, but I do keto and as delicious the buns (laughs) and fries are, they're no bueno for keto. Actually, I feel great when I lay off the carbs. Regardless of my odd in and out ordering proclivities, I wanted to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast despite the... Odd occasional glances from the significant other <laughs> while playing it. That's Can a ham radio podcast, she'll say with a t- bit, a tad bit of en- incredulity. Uh-huh. Just talking about sure? Captain Crunch. Yes, dear, is always my reply. I found out today that In N Out will give you free pup patties. Those are unsalted patties of meat that are well done for your dog yes pup patties for free i mean you have to order other food you can't just be like give me my protein patty (laughs) okay isn't that cool though
0: i mean i'm assuming they'd like to see an animal like a dog
1: yes you're not just gonna be like
0: i need about like four of them (laughs) and you just just put it in the burger
1: yeah i made it a quadruple
0: (laughs) (laughs) i made it a four by four
1: Uh, There's also, you can get a puppuccino
0: at Starbucks. Did you know that one of the major things with the uh, In-N-Out burger is that it's actually cooked on the griddle in mustard?
1: I didn't know that.
0: That's how they get that that texture.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: So it's not just that it's not salted. It's probably not also cooked in mustard.
1: Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, the The things you you learn. Yeah. Well, I hope your wife enjoys the podcast when she's it doesn't
0: sound like she does over here. <laughs> <it. laughs> I'll be honest.
1: Oh, and since we're speaking of deer, I'm happy to hear of your budding interest in hunting and would encourage you to peruse this amazing conservation-based and fundamentally human endeavor. The acquisition of life-sustaining sustenance for oneself and family and or community from the wild landscape is as old and fundamental as human life itself. When done properly and legally, nothing could be more ethical, sustainable, and organic. A bird hunter from youth, I am still on a three-year-long journey to harvest my first Southern California mule deer. Mm -hmm. That immense effort to find stock and finally make an attempt to harvest an animal is the price one pays in trade for that animal's life. It's extremely hard to accomplish, and I think that's an appropriate trade for a life. Yeah. Where are there mule deers out here?
0: Don't know. Probably BLM. BLM land.
1: Huh. Interesting. I know that... Um, Good
0: bird hunting in California, actually. Well, like, down south. Get that, closer to Mexico. Oh, yeah. really? Calexico, that area, yeah.
1: Isn't there actually an area out in the central coast that has, um, like, private
0: hunting lands? Oh, well, there's private hunting lands all over the place. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think there there is actually a place you can go... Um, hunt uh, wild boar in there Southern is. California. Oh, there's there's a few, yeah. But if you don't end up hunting one, they will bring one out for you on a <laughs> <And> leash. <that's, laughs> now you make shoots of <laughs> attached and to like, a Tesla. That's a little that's a little cheating. <laughs>
0: but why is the fish in the barrel <laughs> for you to make shoots of?
1: <laughs> just a tip. My German
0: accent comes out like I'm from Transylvania. That was not at all correct. It's, it's
1: just fantastic. Just a tidbit about the North American model of conservation. All funding for state fish and game wildlife agencies in all but a very few states in the U.S. is solely born by hunters and fishers. Yes. Yes. Only license fees paid by hunters, fishers, and ironically, sports shooters via ammo purchases and two major excise taxes self-imposed by hunters and fishers, Pittman Roberts, uh, 1937, Dingle Johnson, 1950, on hunting, fishing gear, guns, ammo, and boat fuel go to funding wildlife agencies' budgets, including law enforcement.
0: Correct.
1: No funding is done by anti-hunting groups, PETA, bird watchers, mountain bikers, nature enthusiasts at all. But they should, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that is a very good point. Many of the federal agencies that are out there to aid in conservation of wildlife is fully funded by hunters and sports shooters and fishermen and etc. That's a real thing.
1: So when they try to give you a ticket... For or a oh, violation for not having a current tag. You
0: don't want one, Do one of those tickets. Do you
1: want to say to them,
0: Just I, shoot me and throw me in the no.
1: water. <laughs> I pay your salary. <laughs> that always goes off. Just like gangbusters. You always... always Just full public. Karen. <laughs> just go full Karen.
0: <laughs> I was fishing with a buddy at uh, just a local county park. Mm-hmm. And he's a big... It was Chris. Okay. He, just the fish whisperer, right?
1: Yes. The guy and, who can't keep his shirt on either. Yeah, he's, he's definitely like, King Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, keep your shirt on. No, um,
0: he. So we're fishing, and he's like, "Oh, get your pass out." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then out of nowhere, this ranger hauls on us on it on a quad runner and just literally like skids and and does the cool turn thing, and we didn't. He didn't even say anything. We just had our passes out, and then he just and like skidded out and kept going. It was hilarious he's like yeah that he was guy's gonna get you he's like that guy's a bit of a showboat
1: yeah he had the cops theme song going on in his helmet <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs>
0: i don't you even gonna... know that he had a helmet on
1: <laughs> i will call it a journey much in the same vein as ham radio is a journey with many roads to travel though none are quite easy to hoe <laughs> That's right. It can be as challenging or easy as you want to make it. I encourage you to get your hunter safety certification, buy a general license, and possibly an upland bird endorsement, mm. and then, like in radio, seek a mentor. They will get you heading in the right direction. Dove is a great easy entry point. Ironically, the season opens up next Wednesday, the 1st. Yes, wow. Leia
0: Why do we know when the season opens? Because of our oldest son, Ben.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: I have a Browning 725 over under. Uh huh. I used to semi competitively shoot um, skeet and trap.
1: Mm hmm. Really had to give that up after becoming a dad.
0: Yeah, y- I did. You
1: thought you were going to keep doing it to the point where you even put on the registry these. Uh, these like baby noise counseling and
0: nobody wanted to buy those.
1: No, your mom bought it.
0: Oh, okay. It was. Well, a, we called we called Ben baby, Buckshot for a while. Yeah, <laughs> baby, baby Buckshot.
1: That's what, that was from Dave though.
0: That was Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I I very much like. Uh, Bird hunting and just sporting clays of any kind. I'm very much a fan of that. So you
1: would be my mentor. For that, I could. In ham radio (laughs) and in bird shooting.
0: In bird shooting. (laughs) Not in, um, I can't, I I don't have any experience in um, hunting with a rifle and, and glass.
1: Gotcha. You know, when I lived in Cerritos uh, from 70 to 86. Oh,
0: I know where this is going.
1: South in Carmenita area, alum of Cerritos Elementary, Tetzloff Junior High and Cerritos High. Mm-hmm. My family was an active member in yep. the Cerritos Rod and Gun Club.
0: Those were the people that I would shoot with. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: If that still exists, maybe that's a place to surround yourself in the outdoor hunting fishing culture.
0: It It is if you like shooting shotgun. So it's a great group of guys. Um, I really enjoyed spending time with them, but that is primarily what they've become is, is a shotgun club. Yeah, much go, less. Well, Triple, uh, God, I think, did Triple B's close? I think Triple B's might I don't close. Know. I gotta look into that. Um, In so far as there was very little rod mm-hmm. and the primary gun was shotgun. Yeah. And we didn't really go hunting. Um, we. There was handgun shoots, but it was all like indoor range. At um,
1: well, a lot of the guys are also retired. Yeah, so they're, they're all the organized older. shooting times are not really ideal for. They're earlier in who, the day. Yeah. yeah,
0: like they had a Thursday shoot that I always missed out on. Yeah. Um, I would go in Saturday morning with them, which was always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at some point, um, it would have been nice to splash in some other. Shootings, well, there
1: was like at least at least once every couple months there was a fishing trip. I feel like no,
0: no, no. There was one guy who was like the fishing guy. Oh yeah, and
1: but that you know that's not true because the Cerritos Rod and Gun Club actually sponsors the fishing derby once a year where everybody fishes. I mean, we didn't fish; people, we were cooking pancakes. Yes, yeah, but people get busted in from other cities. That oh, dude, it's a lakes huge event. Are massive.
0: They stock the crap out of that. Lake.
1: Yes, and they serve free breakfast.
0: Free breakfast. Yeah, juice for, boxes. Every, for
1: everybody who comes and the Rod and Gun Club is the one making and serving the breakfast yep. and and then helping all of these kids put um, the hooks and lures that on was their me. lines, That's and uh, and all that stuff. It's done in conjunction with L.A. County. Yes, yeah. it's, it's fantastic.
0: And Don, Don Canab.
1: Yeah, so,
0: uh, yes. So, yes. <laughs> so, mentioned?
1: continues. Uh, you are Or you could just go fish for cats and bass over at the regional, like I did almost every day after school. Yep. Josh would go fishing. I would go run. Yep. But this is what's particularly interesting. Mm -hmm. Regional has been renamed Don Kanabi Park. Yep. Right? And it was named that around the same time that a documentary came out on Netflix that basically dragged Don Kanabi's name through the mud. Yeah. Um, And it was... I actually haven't seen it, um, but it, it makes all kinds of allegations against him yeah. that are not great. But uh, Don Canabi was actually originally from Cerritos and then rose to L.A. County oh, supervisor. Oh, yeah. He's, he's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, still a great park, though, regardless oh, of the controversy amazing. over the name.
0: That that park has bass, um, panfish. Bluegill. Bluegill. Well, bluegill yeah. panfish. And then they... they stock trout and catfish too,
1: mm-hmm. but the bass in that lake people catch and release
0: they oh mean, yeah they're yeah. brought in
1: yeah they're people, like,
0: people go catch bass at other lakes and then put it in the it's like
1: regional. I will literally catch you later
0: <laughs> yeah actually there's been like fights that have broken out when people try to take the bass
1: they're like no I brought that bass that's my that's bass that's Toby <laughs> I come and catch him every week to say hello
0: they're really skittish bass, though. You have to be really you have to be really good to get them to to bite.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh,
0: They're smart bass,
1: and that's a fun leg.
0: What a smart bass! Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you're wondering how radio plays into this hunting tangent, since this is a ham radio podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, radio tracking collars, of course. Tracking collars on big game have been used since the late 1950s and are still in use today, although GPS is taking over with the more precise location data. Still, a receiver and a Yagi, and you can find some animals. Yeah. Of course, it's illegal to do that.
0: <laughs> I thought he was going to say, I, f- I shoot bao fangs at animals.
1: <laughs> well, given the rising cost of ammo, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that's, <laughs> yeah.
0: 50 BMG is basically like two <laughs> bao fangs at this point.
1: Of course, it's illegal to do that if you plan on hunting, but it might be fun to try it otherwise. The rub is in determining the collar transmitter frequencies, right?
0: <laughs> Forbidden deer.
1: Anyway. The one and with n- a collar. <laughs> Anyway, enough of a tangent, but I can't sign off without giving mad props to Mr. Pink. Thank you, Josh, for all your efforts in the ham radio space. I've learned so much due to you and others spreading the ham word. Thank Having you. been a technical person all my life, I work in broadcast TV production. Oh, cool! Ham radio has sparked my interest anew within the last few years, and you have only fanned the flames.
0: Awesome! That's great to hear.
1: What started out as Baofeng FOMO—they were being banned, weren't
0: they?—has
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> turned into what I'm sure will become a lifelong hobby.
0: That's how we got a lot of people: is fear of missing out. So they all bought Baofengs, and then it was like
1: FOMO. I got you.
0: <laughs> You don't even know it yet, but I got
1: you. Uh, thank you, uh, but I'm not so sure my wife and wallet will.
0: They love you. I had multiple people yell at me that I, had, I made them spend like $4,000.
1: <laughs> Why did you do this? Was it them or was it their wives?
0: It was them. Okay. Yeah. I, I keep going back to this, this concept of shooting a, an animal that has one of those tracking tags. And then you, you figured out and you're like, oh, my God. They're going to be able to find me. But then you're like, you know what? I got an idea. And then you like hide it in Disneyland or something. Ooh. Like, and then apparently, and then you apparently, hunt deer. The furries. Apparently, deer 0024 is on Space Mountain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lastly, a public thank you for the two meter antenna you gifted me on the Pacifico hike. That hike and all the great folks my son and I met that weekend sealed the deal for me to continue to work toward advancing my journey in radio. Yep. By the way, when is the next one? What could be more COVID safe than individual tents on a windy mountain top? I
0: I feel like I'm I'm too far. Out. No, I guess we could still do it.
1: That trip was my motivation to get my tech, and I'm progressing at about Leia's pace towards the general.
0: Good for you, man. <laughs>
1: That's. I mean, you could probably go a little faster
0: than Leia. Yeah,
1: I could use the push.
0: <laughs> well, beat Leia. So if she starts passing then that should tell you, boy, she's coming. This is going to happen.
1: All the best to you two and the little tag team duo. Also, thanks for representing Cerritos. Hey, is Swenson still there? Mmm, ice cream. Nope. No Swenson's. Also, Monterey Bay Cannery is gone. The Big Yellow House is gone. Casa Maria is gone. These are all
0: places I've never been to.
1: That's They are Cerritos institutions. The dairy's are, still there, though. Are back from like the 70s to yeah. 80s. The yeah. dairy's still there, though. They're, Fed Co's not here anymore. Fedco Co.
0: <laughs> Service merchandise.
1: <laughs> We've lost so many things. But there is still the dairy.
0: The dairy's yeah, still there.
1: The dairy on pioneer. And I want to see if there's a Dutch mill, but I, I think that falls in Lakewood. So
0: mm.
1: yeah. Seventy-three from your neighbor just to the east. Steve K N six E R U, the Steve, hunting hand.
0: I appreciate you coming and sending an email. Really appreciate it. And Thank uh, you. good talking with you on the uh, Discord there too.
1: And I'm I'm always happy to uh to shout out some Cerrito's pride. There's a this is People like to think of uh, California, especially Southern California, mm-hmm. as uh, super polarized, like one way or another. Like you assume there's lots of conservatives in Orange County and lots of liberals oh, in sure. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cerritos is a super moderate city. Mm-hmm. It, it genuinely is this kind of like, okay, well, we're not going to judge like how you live your life, but like generally- But we'll generally, on Facebook. But- but generally everybody's against taxes in this city Uh, that is one thing we all come together on which really warms my heart yeah which
0: yeah yeah for sure nothing like uh being from whittier though that's still like the weirdest thing when that pops up always always whittier is the weirdest uh, city
1: uh, is there something in the water in whittier and people just have a lot of kids all the time because I don't know. Because everywhere you go, there's people from Whittier. Scattered
0: throughout the world, do you find people oh, from Whittier? Or, or, like, spend a lot of time in Whittier? I just something. talked to somebody
1: on a help desk from Whittier, and they're, they're like in Austin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I needed to go somewhere weirder than Whittier.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for...
0: You have now reached the last email.
1: I still think that chime should be the final email. But that's okay. All right. Somebody can make it. Send it to okay. me. Okay. All right. It's not going to be me. So, <laughs> this last one. Well, you email just sang
0: it. I could just record that and make it. Is this.
1: titled I Have Returned.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> and this is from Drumroll Nathan.
0: <laughs> that's all I got. I don't have a drumroll.
1: Honorary podcast co-producer says, Hi, hi. I have a reputation to uphold as the last email. (laughs) Have I maintained the streak? Today I drove past a family member's home almost three hours away. I have a bunch of repeaters programmed along the way. I listened for any repeater activations and also called on the two meter for any stations. Not much of anything. Actually, when I was almost to the family member's house, I heard loud and clear the repeater in Western Massachusetts that's only 30 minutes away from my house, but nothing really local to where I was driving. That is all. K1, M-A-Z, Nathan, temporarily in Massachusetts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You did it. Uh, Always be on, always have a channel on Simplex, I've found.
1: Yeah, that's, you have given that hot tip many a time. Many a time. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, All right. Thank you, Nathan. And congratulations to your this week's he's win. holding the streak,
0: man. <laughs> Who will beat him? It's like Nathan's just fighting with himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing a montage of him like Sorry. opening the laptop. Yeah. I need a montage.
1: <laughs> that might need to be Nathan's YouTube
0: video. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so the montage of getting the last email. Yeah. He puts on like sweatpants. Yes. Does, you know, does some jogging in place, a little yeah. shadow boxing. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly how you get ready and to write that. And then just an chunking the
0: crap out of a repeater for five minutes straight with a bao fang. <laughs> <laughs> Leia took a sip of wine. That was not good.
1: <laughs> Could have been real bad for this microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I was worried about. Yeah. All right, Leia, that means it's time for you to continue your journey.
1: Thank you to everybody who emailed in.
0: Yeah, thank I, you. I, I Great always, emails.
1: I always love having this conversation by email and voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I do love that we still get ham radio questions. That's always yeah. my favorite <laughs> when those somehow slip by. Uh, so thank you everybody. We do really do appreciate it.
1: I would be remiss not to mention my disappointment in people picking the wrong Avenger team. You know. I know, yeah, <laughs> you
0: get really you could, like That's one of those things that you're really about.
1: Yeah. And actually, Ben, the other day, he came up to me just wanting a fight. (laughs) And he was like, Iron Man is the dumbest adventure. (laughs) And I was like, go to your room. (laughs) He died for your life.
0: Then Edison mentioned that at the school counselor. He's back there again.
1: (laughs) My brother almost died, but Iron Man saved him, <laughs> and everyone else in the universe. <laughs> but I was really scared for my brother. I didn't even know he was gone. <laughs> All right,
0: here we go. Continuing with the new with a new test. New test. New test. Who dis?
1: Who. <laughs> I don't know if I'm. I mean, I know I'm not prepared for this. No, yeah, you're not. (laughs) The first question reads How does increasing boom length and adding directors affect a Yagi antenna? A, front to back ratio decreases. B, front to side ratio decreases. C, beam width increases. D, gain increases. Uh, (laughs) Gain increases.
0: Gang, gang, what's up? And that, and you learned that from watching the Modern Rogue video I did.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's exactly how that happened.
0: (laughs) Look at that. Amazing.
1: All right, well... Which of the following are objectives of the Volunteer Monitoring Program? Ah, yes. A, to encourage amateur radio operators to self-regulate and comply with the rules. B, to provide emergency and public safety communications. C, to conduct efficient and orderly amateur licensing examinations. D, to coordinate repeaters for efficient and orderly spectrum usage. So are they talking... Volunteer monitoring, mm-hmm. as in VEs. Mm-hmm. That's, but that would be like VM.
0: Well, VE is a thing. So, I'm helping wouldn't, a bit on
1: wouldn't the monitoring have to do with the rules, like monitoring the airways to make sure? You're are you not looking being at me lib? to give
0: you something right now? I, I'm trying not to give anything away here.
1: Or is it monitoring to see if there's an emergency that needs help with? What are they monitoring the volunteers? <laughs>
0: Well, everything's a volunteer, basically, right? We've yeah. already covered but that. But what
1: are they monitoring in this program?
0: <laughs> well, regardless of you getting it right or wrong, I'll talk about it.
1: Okay. Okay. I am going to go with the volunteer monitoring program is to encourage amateur radio operators to self-regulate and comply with the rules.
0: You got it. Yeah so they because the fcc is not just a monitor of the ham radio mm-hmm. bands they're actually out there looking for pirate radio stations people using business radios inappropriately or unknowingly using business radios or or radios and interfering with other people that have licensed frequencies on that space mm-hmm. the volunteer the volunteer monitors will listen to the bands and the conversations going on in the bands and basically take reports of people who are not being a good ham, per se. Mm, how do uh, I join this? But also, <laughs> but also, they do the opposite. They take reports of people who are exemplary hams.
1: Oh. And, they send,
0: and they'll send them letters saying, we were good. on the air. You were a fantastic ham radio operator.
1: How do you do that?
0: Become a, a volunteer. Yeah, how do
1: you get an award?
0: <laughs> Make lots of contacts and be a good ham.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Now... Um this system has changed over the course of last So I the need to figure out where
1: years. the closest volunteer monitor is operate within their hearing range as a fantastic ham when I think they're operating
0: You look so good today your signal is so pretty oh my waterfall Look at you bless your heart Uh no you're not really supposed just, to know who the volunteer monitors are. It's
1: even an undercover... It's like secret shopper. Oh, my God. This well, you're is, just listening. This is fantastic. Which is great, too,
0: because all the radios today have, like, internal recording, like, on SD cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can just record anybody you want at any time. And I do. For oh my, my God. Hot, are my you, hot, my hot are album. you a
1: Secret Shopper? I'm not.
0: My hot album that I'm making of... Uh, <laughs> Of, of amazing music featuring tracks of dudes yelling at each other.
1: <laughs> Just the best thing to remix. You know?
0: Yeah, that's going to be a hot drop.
1: I'm excited for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I feel a little bad for the rest of us, but <laughs> yeah. happy for you. I'm
0: going to put it on Bandcamp.
1: Excellent. And when does this album drop? I don't know.
0: I have one song. It's on my Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I opened my twitch to.
1: Which of the following describes one method of impedance matching between two AC circuits? A, insert an LC network between the two circuits. B, increase the power output of the first circuit. C, reduce the power of the output of the first circuit. D, insert a circular between the two circuits. Um, I don't know what an LC network is. Okay. I don't know what a circulator is.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything you do know?
1: Uh, well, I, I would feel like increasing the power of one circuit or reducing the power of the first circuit are kind of doing the same thing. Like if you're okay. trying to match impedance. Yeah. Right. You yeah. have to do one or the other. And if one or the other would be right both have to be wrong okay <laughs> so I'm going to go with insert a circulator between two cir- nope. no I don't LC. know what an LC network is
0: <laughs> well it's in the question <laughs> it's used to match impedance
1: but what does LC stand for uh, uh. okay so
0: that's in an, an inductor is the L and a capacitor is the C
1: okay All right. Well, that was fun.
0: (laughs) So you know what those are. An inductor is a coil, right? Yeah. And then a uh, capacitor is a capacitor. It's an oven. Yes. Yeah. That's right. You remembered. (laughs) I did. Yeah. That's a good analogy. It was 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 a good analogy. The the best analogies are the ones that stick with you like that. Yeah. Like Smoth (laughs) 3. Again, that's from Daria. No. Nobody knows what I'm talking
1: about. <laughs> no. Who may receive partial credit for the elements represented by an expired amateur radio Wait, license?
0: Wait, say that again.
1: Who may receive partial credit for the elements represented by an expired amateur radio license? I'm already confused. This, by this is question. a weird. Okay. I don't. A, anyone who held an FCC issued amateur license that had been expired for not less than five years and not more than 15 years. Okay. B, any person who previously held an amateur license issued by another country, but only if that country has a current reciprocal licensing agreement with the FCC. C, only persons who once held an FCC issued novice technician or technician plus license. D, any person who can demonstrate that they once held an fcc issued general advanced or amateur extra license class that was not revoked by the fcc
0: okay i think you can i think you can get this one just from a process of elimination i think but that's a that's a poorly worded question
1: what what are the elements represented Buy an amateur radio license and credit for what?
0: Well, you know, it was um, Earth, Wind, Fire, <laughs> and Heart, and Water, right? I don't know why I gave Mati a step up above Water because he's the worst. Okay, elder.
1: I'm gonna go with A. It's not. It's D. Any person who can demonstrate that they once held an FCC issued General Advanced or Amateur Extra license that was not revoked by the FCC. Yeah.
0: So the the expiration. Um, Years on A is way crazy. Like that's not that's not how that works. So I think that one can trick people because mm-hmm. it's like it shows you oh, so it's 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 talking about definitive years, so you think like that makes it more mm-hmm, legitimate. Mm-hmm. It's not I
1: don't know what the credit is for and I don't know what the elements are.
0: I think it's so you can get back on your old license, potentially. Your old okay. call sign. Okay, well, but honestly that question is bad
1: why why wouldn't a tech be able to have receive partial credit for the elements this one only says general advanced or oh, amateur partial extra. credits
0: for the elements meaning the elements of the test i'm guessing that's what it's referring to what is you know, sub element blah 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 like you're on you're on an element right now you're testing in an element within a test
1: they are testing me about the test?
0: You're you're getting what? tested on the test, kind right?
1: What kind of now. testception is this? It's
0: kind of this is a new meta. This is <laughs> test meta.
1: I don't like this question.
0: No, it's not a good question. That's a bad question. Alright. I don't even know why we really need to know that. I don't Wouldn't know. Wouldn't you need to know that if you let your license expire? <sighs> why would you why would you test people on who who are going to become the, the most studious and, and judicious of hams on what to happens if you let your license expire, but if you never... Anyway, that's a weird one.
1: All right. and the Pactor Protocol, mm. what is meant by a NAC response to a transmitted packet?
0: This is a good one. This is... Uh, we still use this today, well outside ham radio.
1: I know neither acronym.
0: You know none of this. Yeah.
1: A, the receiver is requesting the packet be retransmitted... B, the receiver is reporting the packet was received without error. C, the entire file has been received correctly. D, the receiver is busy decoding the packet. And I'm going to go with B, the receiver is reporting the packet was received without error. That is incorrect. The receiver is requesting the packet be retransmitted.
0: Okay, so an ACK message is B.
1: Oh, like acknowledged.
0: You got it. Yep, you got not it. A NACK is it. not acknowledged.
1: Well, that is so... That's so great. This has been so such a good time. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I don't expect you to know that. That's not like, yeah, okay. Again, this is the test that goes to people who may not have ever experienced digital modes before, or have no desire to do digital modes. When I see, they NAC, just may want to talk think, on a microphone or do Morse code.
1: When I see NAC, I think Nakatomi Plaza, and <laughs> that's not helpful either
0: interesting okay I was trying to yeah. think of a joke for knack but you know there's not a lot there's not a lot to draw no. on Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. no not really yeah I'm just so used to the non-acknowledged and, and acknowledged and all that that goes into that because that has been a part of my life for over a decade <laughs> all right that's it that's that's my fifth question okay and we're,
1: we're calling it a day we're calling
0: it a day <laughs> that's it well Leia, thank you for studiously continuing your studies Studious. on the road uh-huh. to get your job I
1: wouldn't I wouldn't say studiously
0: yeah you know what you're right yeah, yeah. you're kind of a bad student That's, right now wow uh, you're not studying you're not
1: I got a lot going
0: on I'm not why don't you learn
1: you? CW
0: <laughs> I know the alphabet I can copy just not nearly as fast as I want to at the speed that is appropriate to make a contact why don't you and I can transmit it no why don't
1: problem. you start learning Cw to the speed that would be appropriate to make a contact <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay like, I'm not judging you I know you got a lot going on I know you okay I know you <laughs> I just know that you know eventually you're just gonna get fed up and be like you're Look, gonna, I, I won't see you for a couple of days and you'll be like you're gonna right. have your own montage you're gonna be <laughs> ker- chunking the crap out of a repeater for five minutes and then all of a sudden you're gonna be like I know general <laughs> and then you will be like show me and then there's a new podcast.
1: <laughs> there's a new podcast.
0: Well, you know when
1: this one will be over. <laughs> that was the end of the. Well, because you you're, you're going to
0: study between a podcast, right? And then that will be the next podcast. Or you're just like, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, if I if I took the test now, everybody would see me kind of blonde.
0: <laughs> Who's everybody? Like the five people the watching v- you in our bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so show topic for today is what to bring to a ham fest.
1: What to bring to a ham fest? Yeah.
0: But first, right. I would like to mention that there is a ham fest coming up. And ham fest is really more of a swap meet in this case. The W6TRW Club, which meets in Redondo Beach, California, is having their ham fest. The ham fest is, again, should be swap meet. Um, ham festus. Start- <laughs> ham festus. There will be a galvanized pole. Ham festivus. Ham festivus. Ham festivus. <laughs> Uh, so it starts at 7 a.m. It is at the old TRW plant. Uh, so if you go to W6TRW, if you just Google that, it'll give you directions and give you some information. It's free. You just show up and go check it out. There is a, a, a lunch truck so you can get your coffees and your breakfast burritos and all that fun stuff.
1: And, I have no burritos? idea what to expect.
0: I have no idea what to expect. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Massachusetts level, uh, Of ham show, ham fest, ham swap meet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Or if it's just going to be nuts, I don't know what to expect. But I am told that club is back on. So last Saturday of every month was their normal. And so they're hitting it hard with the last Saturday of this month. So I am going to try to make it unless there is a specific reason where I won't. But uh, that is a little secretos. So we'll leave it at that. Secretos. So I plan to be there. It goes from 7 a.m. to 11 So not a lot of time. So if you want to get out there, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's gonna be some hot deals right when it opens too. I have a feeling. Okay, so what to bring to a ham fest? First, money. Oh. Money. Seriously though, um, set a budget. Possibly a written list of things you want to buy and the prices that those things normally fetch online. Because at a ham fest, you generally can negotiate prices. Generally, um, Kyle said it really well, AA0Z, and it's you know kind of a thing a lot of people know. The best prices and the best deals are often right in the beginning of the show and then right at the end of the show. The beginning of the show because the most things will be there and the end of the show because you can sometimes make a score a good deal because the person who brought the thing just does not want to put it back in their car and drive it home
1: that's also how you get a good deal at a farmer's market
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have your <laughs> phone handy so that you can check prices online if you come across a portable wind tunnel as i have at w60 or w uh, Hamfest ham swap um you know you may want to look online for what a portable wind tunnel goes for on the ebays because I'm, th- I'm assuming that's a thing that comes up all the time right
1: uh, i <laughs> That's not something I search for to right?
0: A portable wind tunnel? Yeah. That's a joke, man. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> Definitely a bag or something to cart purchases around. Keep in mind, if you're looking for boat anchors, you should probably bring a, ra- a wagon or a small child to carry your radios around. A small child. A small child. Maybe two. They can, you know, team it, teamwork it. Um, wagon would be preferred, though. I have definitely gone to this ham fest with Edison in a, ham, in a, a, a wagon and mm. I put my purchases in the wagon and then um, I had to buy him a toy so that he wouldn't touch my purchases mm. um, to, to calm him down a little bit. So He that,
1: really knows how to work the system.
0: He does. He does. I would also recommend you bring a multimeter. And this would then go into another point of probably have like a backpack or some kind of shoulder bag that you can carry all this stuff, because I am going to talk about some gear you might want to have on your person. A multimeter is useful for a lot of purposes. It it could be different accessories you find, or a radio in some cases, a battery you found. um, Inexpensive is fine in this case. Your Harbor Freight Special is, is, is just fine. A portable battery something like maybe a bioNO, like a 6 amp hour, something small that you could power on a radio with and have an appropriate lead power lead that you know, like QRPs use those little barrel leads. It's possible that the person that you are buying the radio from may have an Anderson's or banana connectors. If you brought if you brought a connector for your battery that was just Anderson's, that might work. Um, But what I would recommend you do is obviously keep the Andersons on your battery, which if you had a BioNO, it already has one on. But build yourself a BioNO, I'm sorry, a Andersons power pole connector that has alligator clips on it. Alligator clips are really, really useful in this case because you can just clip it onto many different types of connectors and you can make a connection that way to just make sure the thing turns on at least, which is the bare minimum that you should do if you're buying a radio. And, by the way, no one's really going to be offended if you ask to, like, turn the radio on or try it out or whatever. So don't worry about that. Bring your radio um, – oh, bring the radio that you may be buying accessories for or looking for accessories. So if you have a Yesu radio and you'd really like a hand mic for that Yesu radio, you should bring your Yesu radio to make sure that it actually works and is usable. With that also said, bring an HT. Two-meter simplex is often what people are talking on at a ham fast, but it's also really useful to have an HT with you, particularly if you are buying used VHF or UHF gear, because it's kind of a test equipment then, right? You can set the radio you want to buy um, on the same frequency as your HT, and you can talk into it, and you can make sure that your HT is getting picked up by the radio. You may not even need an antenna. You just need to get your um, your radio's antenna close enough to it that it picks up the signal, it's possible to, you can bring an extra antenna, PL259 or whatever, and connect into the back of the radio and you can test it that way if you'd like to for a quick transmission. I would add that you might want to bring a nano VNA due to size if you are going to be testing um, filters or an antenna, anything along those lines, where a network vector analyzer could be really useful. Obviously, a nano VNA. It, most people use it for antennas, but because it's a vector network analyzer, you can use it for a myriad of things. So just look up what you can do with a network vector analyzer. It has way more utility than just um, antennas, but I appreciate that most hams are probably just looking for antennas. But NanoVNA may be a good idea. With that said, you may want to also bring the Mini SA, which is the mini um, signal analyzer, oh, spectrum analyzer. Oop, totally blanked on that one. Um, you could use that for also checking uh, the harmonics if, it, if it, you don't know if the radio is going to be good or not. You can put the little aerial up and you can pick up different signals coming off of it. Maybe it's just a garbage radio and you, you don't know. So that would be a, a cool idea. But that's probably getting into the weeds a little bit. You, you could probably skip that. Consider a tiny SDR and applicable device to listen to frequencies, like uh, the Lenovo tab- tablet we've talked about. If you had a small antenna, um, you could put that on the tiny S or the tiny SDR or the NuElect SDR, specifically the New Elect, and then you could transmit on your radio, and you could hear that r- radio on the air, basically uh, closely, and you can see if it's you know actually sounds right or correct or whatever. So that's something you might want to do. Uh, and have on your person. Here's an item that is a kit that you can buy off of QRP Me. It's called a Pocket Pal. And the link will be in the show notes. And I'll just read what the website it's says. It's in an Altoids about. can. It's in an Altoids can. Yeah, it runs off of a 9 volt battery. The Pocket Pal is a mint tin size tester for all kinds of HamFest goodies that you cannot orderly ordinarily test with a digital voltmeter. Several constant current and voltage sources can be used to test panel meters, LEDs, and many other current or voltage driven devices. So this device actually has uh, plugs that have different voltage outputs. So you could plug a meter into it, an LED, whatever, and actually see it work before you bought it. And it's actually really, really easy to get it to turn on and do its whole thing. It's really simple, it's like one button. An onboard oscillator can run at 14.31818 and a divide by two circuit can be used for testing oscilloscopes, receivers, frequency meters, and other RF devices, requiring an RF signal. A pickaxe microprocessor is also on board and can be programmed to act as a frequency counter with Morse code audio output which is really helpful if you're testing the frequency stability of a radio that you may be purchasing. And an audio frequency sweep generator for testing headphones, speakers, and piezo elements. A crystal oscillator ties to the frequency counter counter circuit for measuring quartz crystals. So in this one little mint-sized tin, you get a nice little go-no-go test. For a lot of these different things that you may be interested in picking up and i believe this kit is thirty dollars i have no affiliation with QRPMe. me i have done i have built multiples of their kits on my live streams and they do some really cool stuff so i will point you in that direction the link will be in the show notes here's another thing to bring business cards or qsl cards Ooh. just blanks right? And the reason for that is is twofold. You may want to say like, "Hey, here, here's who I am. Contact me. You know, blah blah blah. Just a person you meet, whatever." But it's a really good idea if you find somebody who specializes in, say, Motorola's, or you find somebody that specializes in oscilloscopes or boat anchors, and you're looking for something specific. Write what you're looking on on the QSL card or the back of the business card, and say, "Hey, I don't know if you if you you see a lot of things, but." Um, Can I just give you my card? And if you find this particular item and you write it on the back of the card, give me a call. I'm happy. I'm happy to drive out and buy it, you know, do whatever. Here's a thing to bring. A hat. (laughs) That makes sense. I love that I've gone through this big, long list, and then that's when I get into actually, like, a hat and sunscreen or whatever. Most hamfests are outside. Uh, When you're going through the swap meet, particularly the flea markets, they're always, like, outside except for, like, Huntsville. So bring a hat. And I appreciate we're coming to the end of the the season here, but um, the TRW swap meet, that goes all year round. So consider a hat, bring some water, of course, you know, do your, you know, personal health kind of stuff. Make sure you're stay hydrated most because most ham fests are outside and you're going to be walking around. You may be pulling a wagon with a child and a boat anchor in it. Bring, um, bring some cameras or a camera like your phone or whatever, From my point of view, I think your phone is probably, like, good enough because what's what always happens when I'm out there is I'll find something that's not really for me, but it might be for, like, another ham. I found a Motorola service monitor that I thought um, a friend of mine would really like, so I took a picture of it, sent it to him, and I think he ended up buying it after the fact, actually, um, but it wasn't sold immediately at the Ham Fest, so that's when he picked it up and snagged it. Um, If you really are serious about taking video... When you're at a ham fest for maybe putting on YouTube, a really good camera for that is the uh, DJI Osmo Pocket 2. That gives the advantage, if you get the creator kit, of having a lapel mic. So splash a little creator uh, info in there. And a notepad. If there are forums or there are people that you're meeting that you want to grab numbers for, you can use your phone for this too, but some of you may like just having a notepad. And I would always pair a notepad with a space pen. Specifically a space, a space pen. pen. Do you know why?
1: Write even upside down.
0: Do you know why it writes upside down?
1: Because astronauts mm-hmm. have to write upside down.
0: Technically, there is no upside down when you're in space.
1: They're already in the upside down? No, there
0: is no there is no upside down.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I mean there is a gravity, but how do you define what upside down is? Like closer to Earth? Anything pointing away is technically upside down?
1: Sure. Whatever is the closest body with mass is now down. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, no, the space pen has a pressurized ink cartridge. That makes sense. That's why it can write upside down.
1: Constantly pushing the, the borders of ink.
0: Did we ever talk about that? That like little jab, like the Russian jab.
1: I just with know you have pen? like a, a real long story with your uncle and a space
0: pen, I think. No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, the joke goes, it took uh, the Americans yeah, like uh, just a ridiculous amount of money to develop the technology that went into the space pen
2: mm-hmm.
0: to pressurize an ink cartridge, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. when the Russians just sent pencils. Yes. <laughs> but there was a reason for that. You want to know what the reason is?
1: What? it was funded by private industry
0: so what are what is a pencil lead made of these days graphite and graphite can conduct electricity
1: oh
0: so if you have enough fod which is have you heard of the term fod before no foreign object debris
2: Okay.
0: If you have enough FOD floating in your space capsule, and it's less of a problem now because air filtration has gotten so much better um, and air scrubbing and all that. But if you had a lot of this graphite floating around and it got into a piece of highly sensitive electronics, you could cause a problem.
1: Mm. So that was one of the
0: reasons why the space pen, in many ways, is a better solution than a pencil. Did
1: you hear that NASA is saying that they're not ready to... Make a new spacesuit. Okay, that the new spacesuit is like sixteen years away or something.
0: Why do they need? I mean, it's not like human beings grew grew a third leg or something.
1: I don't know. This is what's confusing, and it's causing. Why do you
0: need a new spacesuit?
1: It's causing conspiracy theorists to start spitting the conspiracy that we never went to the moon in the first place. Oh my (laughs) god. You heard it here, folks. You heard, you heard here, it here, folks. <laughs> uh,
0: that so is that is crazy. Theories. It's like the highly expensive uh, toilet seat. That's another one of my favorite things that people got all up in arms about. But then once you like learned why, it totally makes sense. But anyway. Well, that's pretty much going to do it, I think, for um, the podcast here. Amazing. Amazing since every so who's ever made it to the end would like to remind everybody if you if you want to consider supporting the podcast check us out on Patreon if you consider our lowest level is $2 a month we put out 4 episodes a month that's like 16 hours of content
2: that's
0: better than Netflix for 2 bucks and you also get access to the newsletter that I put out once a month so with that said I am Josh KI6NAZ thanks so much for watching the Hammer to Crash Course 73 73